The following podcast contains explicit language and movie spoilers. You've been warned. No, seriously, there, there's spoilers and, and foul language. Yeah. Welcome to $20 Ticket, where we tell you how much we would pay to watch The Fast and the Furious. My name is Kerwin, and joining me today is Jason. What up, Jason? Not much. How about you, Kerwin? I'm good, man. What are you drinking today? An 805 Cerveza. Also with us is Mugga. What up, Mugs? Yo. What are you drinking today? Got some Merlot. All right. Uh, making his return is uh, Dominic. What up, Dominic? What's up, Kerwin? Uh, what are you drinking today? Some Modelo. Making his return back to uh, the show all the way from season one, we got a uh, David. What up, David? Ooh-wee. What are you drinking today? I am drinking an 805 Firestone Walker. All right. Sounds good. Um, but uh, guys, we all have a special beverage with us today, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, uh, I wish we could insert his nos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a uh, got enough nos in there to blow the whole car up. <laughs> <laughs> we got a uh, we got a that nos energy drink today to celebrate uh, the Fast and the Furious. So, Starting uh, a new franchise. Yeah, guys. So all let's right. uh, cheers. 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 To family. Double oh, shot of nos. Wait, I didn't even get none. My nos is empty. God damn it! Hold on. <laughs> Start over. You're in last place. I know. If you're not first, you're last. Monica! (laughs) (laughs) Menage! That is brutal. Yeah, Yeah. it's not good. That's good. I like it. You like it? Wish it was Fireball. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) So today we are talking about The Fast and the Furious, released June 22nd, 2001. It stars Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, and Rick Yoon. It's directed by Rob Cohen, written by Gary Scott Thompson, Eric Bergquist, and David Ayer, and it's distributed by Universal Pictures. Let's get into our experiences. Dominic, what is your experience with The Fast and the Furious? For the life of me, I can't remember if I actually watched it in theater or rented it. I want to say I rented it because I don't remember like the movie going experience with this movie, but I just remember everyone telling me to watch it because the character had my same name, so pretty much my experience. All right, Jason, what's your experience? I did watch this in theaters, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> I just remember my stepdad at the time his job was he like he had a trailer he'd pick up like wrecked cars and like take them like almost like a tow truck kind of service but one time right after i watched this movie he picked up a raw a red 93 honda civic coupe and that's like one of the cars that they use although it's black in the movie but like it had an exhaust on it it had a system in it and i was like oh my god and i think it was like so this came on 2001 so i was like 14 15 at the time and i was like i want this to be my I want this to be my car. And he's like, no, like I've already promised this to this towing company. Like I got to take it over here. And I was like, no, no, no. I want this car. Like I just saw Fast and the Furious. <laughs> it's already loud as fuck. It's it's the same model type as the, the black coupes in, in, the, in the beginning of the movie. And I was like, I want, I want this car. And I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Great great story. (laughs) I didn't get it. So, uh, yeah, I just kept driving my... Were you furious? I was furious uh, because I had to keep driving my my 91 Geo Metro uh, that had three cylinders and shaped like an egg and it was seafoam green. But I I didn't watch this in theaters. That's my experience. Uh, My experience with the movie, uh, I cannot tell you the first time I've seen it, but this is one of the movies in the franchise that I've seen the least probably, uh, although I've seen it a couple times mm-hmm. most recently. Um, one of the more recent times was uh, David uh, got us tickets to go see it in uh, in the theater. He rented out the theater, so I got to see it with him. Um, the movie is much different uh, when you watch it on the big screen. Like, even though it's an older movie, seeing an older movie on a the theater, like mm-hmm. at the theater, 
is kind of like seeing it for the first time again, which is crazy. So yeah, that was my most recent time watching this movie, but that's pretty much my experience. I, I own the whole franchise, so I just watched it for this podcast, but that's about it. Uh, David, what's your experience? You know, so I saw this in the theaters when I was like 14 or 15, and I was glued to that screen. Like this, like shaped my college or my high school years, just like wanted to be like that guy, that street racer that I wanted to have like fastest car, loudest car. It was it was definitely a mess for me in high school, but I really gravitated towards this and I still love it to this day. And uh, Mugga, what's your experience? I want to make it well known that I know nothing about cars, okay? <laughs> so I literally think there's blinker fluid still, you know? Yeah. But I went, I did see this in theaters. I enjoyed it. I want to bring up two things. Um, the part where Vin Diesel shows his American muscle car, mm-hmm. I remember the theater booing that time because they got one of the other, the Acura yeah. Integras, the uh-huh. Eclipse. But uh, I went with one of my friends, Brian, and uh, when we were leaving, you watch this movie and you want to imitate it and he as we're leaving he goes how many people are going to get speeding tickets leaving this theater right now because everyone was just zooming out of there you know And I, but I, I did watch it in theaters I had a great time and yeah that was my experience wasn't this like the hype of like Need for Speed the video game too yeah like this yeah. this movie like we'll probably maybe we'll talk about it as we go through production and stuff but like this movie like spawned a whole bunch of copycats you saw like a huge boom and like you know simulation racing games and arcade racing games on like PlayStation and Xbox and like Midnight Club was like a big one on PS2 yeah yeah well I remember being heavy in the Need for Need for Speed speed. like Underground yeah because I was always driving like the Acura RSX Mm -hmm. like customizing that and like playing with my brothers and then I remember this being like kind of close to when the Fast and Furious came out no yeah you had like uh, Need for Speed uh, like you said Midnight Club you had a Burnout um, yeah, it's Spy Hunter. Just all these like car-related games were just like coming out at the time too. I remember. I remember at the first house that we had, the first winter house. David Garcia and I we played Need for Speed Underground all the time, yeah. and just drag. And it's just like who can be the fastest. And we sat there probably for hours, just repeat, just dragging to see who can shift the fastest. And I, I, that was like the funnest thing ever. Yeah, I'd always put it on the that Street View. And oh just race yeah. That way. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It just felt. More real drive yeah. the car, steering wheel in front of you. Yeah, that was good. See, I did Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got a we got Sonic and Sega All Stars yeah. racing. It's not the same. Diddy Kong racing. Yeah, no, no. Diddy Kong racing. Yeah. Heck yeah. Diddy Kong racing. That actually tops. Is is like better than Mario Kart. No, nope. I don't care what anyone nope. says. Diddy nope. Kong racing. I've never really played Diddy Kong, so I can't really say. But okay, okay, fine. I like better, Mario Kart though. Better than Mario Kart sixty four. Yes, I'll I agree. I think the best Mario Kart to this day, though, is Double Dash on the GameCube. I think that's the best. Once one. they introduced the joystick, I was done though. I needed the keypad. I, I could do Mario Kart 64, but regular Mario Kart on Super Nintendo was the best game mm-hmm. to me. I don't know. Okay, it's right. only because you're really good at it. No one can beat me. And he always <laughs> everyone cool. talks shit. Even Bling, remember Bling? I can beat you, oh. and I killed him. I beat you once. I was hammered. I don't even remember it, dude. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't it wins matter. a win. Doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. A win is a win. real racer. Yeah. <laughs> Asking your real racer, yeah. So uh, before we get into behind the scenes, Mugga, why don't you hit us with the financials? So you can see how this was a financial success. Um, it had a budget, what I was getting out of it, uh, $38 million. 
Um, it did that domestically opening weekend, um, bringing in roughly a little over 40 million. Domestically, it brought in almost 150, around 144 million. Um, internationally, I was surprised that it didn't do a lot. I didn't know that they didn't, I guess they didn't release this one out internationally at that time. Only brought in around 63 million, but it brought in almost 270, $207 million, um, but very, very financial success. Out of the franchise, though, I wanted to see if you guys, where do you think this ranks? Because they've made a bunch of them because of their success. This one was a success. Where do you guys think it ranks? Uh, from money-wise? Money-wise, yeah. Like opening weekend or? or? Uh, just in general, overall, yeah. The oh, list that I have is actually, I'm sorry, domestic domestic money. Probably towards the bottom. It is. It's yeah, seventh. It's I, seventh yeah, out of the franchise. The ones below it is Too Fast, Too Furious oh, and Tokyo Drift. Yeah, um, Furious 7. Now, I don't have the financials for Fast 9 at all. I haven't looked that up. That just came out. But yeah, Fast 7 is number one. Uh, Fast and Furious 6 is number two. The Fate of the Furious, number three. Fast 5, 4. Um, Hobbs and Shaw, number five. And then Fast and Furious 6 with The Fast and Furious coming in at number seven. Yeah, so um, it was weird though I also looked up there wasn't a lot from according to box office mojo wasn't a lot of movies in the theaters at the time of opening weekend like I said this did well the opening weekend came in at number one I only have seven movies that I could find that were actually in theaters one of them being number six The Mummy Returns Brandon Fraser remember that movie yeah yeah. Um, Evolution Moulin Rouge Pearl Harbor was number three, and I have to say it, and I hate it. What do you guys think was number two? Shrek. I cannot get away from this fucking green monster. I hate him, dude. He's there, and he was he was in for his 40th week. So uh, it, it was success. But but this came in at number one, um, financially very successful, and you can see it did catapult a franchise that is box office just money maker. But uh, but yeah, those are the financials. All right, Jason, uh, what did the people think of this movie? I have to correct one thing that Mugget said. He said monster. Shrek is an ogre. He's not a monster. So this one, yeah. Correct I'm an ogre. Fucking hate him. Not on the outside or the inside. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so according to Rotten Tomatoes, 54% of the critics gave this a positive rating. Um, the audience, though, 74% of them gave this a 3.5 out of 5 or higher. So That's fair. Yeah, and there's over 250,000 votes, so pretty accurate. I think I like the, the 74% yeah, much yeah. better. One thing I did look up, too, I didn't look up the financials, but I looked up the rankings. So where do you think this one ranks? It'd have to as be high. Top three. It'd have to be high. I would say, say so. at least three or four. So I'll go down the list. So starting with number one, Fast 7, like right. you said. Uh, Fast Five is number two at 77%. Fast Six at 70%. Hobbs and Shaw, 67%. Really? The Fate Ooh. of the Furious at 67%. Really? Mm. Fast Nine so far, they included this, 63%. Fast and Furious, 54%. Wow. wow. Yeah, wow. so. Wow. Where's Too Fast, Too Furious on that list? Too Fast is right is the very last one at twenty eight percent, right above the TV show. Oh, we could shit on that one all day. <laughs> so it's the last one. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you say TV show? This says there's a Fast and Furious Spy Racers TV show from oh, 2019 wow. till now. Oh wow. I don't know what that is, but there's no like there's no rating. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Fast and Furious Too Fast is the second to last. So Fast and Furious actually got the Where's Tokyo rating. Drift on there? Uh, right above, so it comes in uh, third to last. That's thirty-seven percent. I know people always hate on it. I, I just don't think it has the star power that the other one has, and I think that's yeah. why people were. I don't. I don't know. I mean, like it's yeah. it does have the name. It was the first one that like 
it's catapulted it cast, back. Yeah, yeah, whole new cast, everything. But that was probably one of my favorite ones. I feel like uh, Tokyo Drift has like a like a cult following. You know, like when a movie comes out and it's not initially like positively reviewed, and then like as time goes on, just people love it more and more and more. I feel like that's that's kind of how Tokyo Drift is. Like you talk to anybody that likes these movies, they love Tokyo Drift, but like the ratings online would never show you that. Maybe it's just the timing that it came out. Like yeah, it's just a different atmosphere as far as like I, what type of movies we enjoyed back then. I don't know. Yeah, I would say too that. Everyone's like, oh, okay, oh, a third one? Really? Another one? Yeah. And then it was a completely di- different cast, and that was, I think, received differently. And then yeah. when you take it apart and l- look at it as a different movie, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Typically think- when they do that, like when it's a whole new cast, it's kind of like straight to DVD kind of, <laughs> yeah. But even the drifting thing is such a huge deal yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Like One of the more accurate films... I, again, I know nothing about cars, <laughs> yet, but, but it's more, more of an accurate film as opposed to all the other ones, correct? I mean, well, I that's, mean that, that's the racing in the streets, right? I mean, you get hired, and now we're doing cars out of airplanes and shit. Like, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I think the first three are more accurate than anything. Yep. I mean, maybe four slips in there, but it's more the first three. But I think the drifting thing is a big yeah. a big part of it that people want to see, so I think that's why. Mm-hmm. But I think it might have been ahead of its time, though, because I think drifting's gotten bigger yeah. more lately as opposed to maybe then. I don't know. Uh, IMDb, they have it at 6.8 out of 10 so a little more fair I think um, the demos again it, we can look at it, it they're relatively similar uh, the highest is females under 18 at 7.2 but there's only 19 ratings and, <laughs> and then they don't know shit about cars either <laughs> but then this is the weird one the the lowest rating was males 45 plus 6.3 and there was over 25,000 ratings they don't know shit about cars either they're just mad that they hear these loud cars all the time <laughs> they're, they're the ones delivering the pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or driving the Ferrari. Find a different way home, pizza yeah. boy. <laughs> like, what a dick. That, that's the ratings. All right. So, uh, Jason, uh, why don't you take us behind the scenes? Okay. So, Oops. I got some stuff on this script. Yeah, gather your breath. I know this is going to be a lot, huh? Juicy. Right? A lot. Yeah. So, I'm going to get into this a little bit. All right. So, the script... And I didn't know any of this before watching, like before reading into this. Like, this is actually inspired from an article in a 1998 issue of Vibe magazine, written by Ken Lee, titled "Racer X." So Lee got the inspiration for the story after witnessing a car theft outside of a tuner shop. So I read this out loud to Elizabeth. I said a tuner shop. She thought I said a tuna shop. So oh. I'm going to say what a tuner shop is. A tuner shop is a place where they work on import cars and they modify them. I'm not saying tuna, I'm saying tuner. Tuna? <laughs> Nobody likes a tuna. So, and that's what my mind went yeah. to do. I was thinking about the movie and she's like, Would you put it in that sandwich? It's <laughs> a big tuna. So it's a tuner shop. So this is actually um, in Queens, New York. So the article, it's actually pretty interesting. It's, it's, it's pretty short. You can still look it up too. The article describes racing, the mentality of street racers in New York, and the scene um, of that underground street racing. It tells a story about the subculture of illegal street racing, and Ken interviews multiple locals on the scene, focusing on one individual by the name of Rafael Estevez. It's interesting, they kind of portray him as like the Dom Toretto. 
Estevez goes into depth with Lee about how muscle cars are the fascination of yesteryear. And that's his description of it. So, you know, the kids nowadays are focused on these cheaper, more inexpensive imports uh, that they can customize. And it's a new craze. He describes it as a new craze coming from the West where kids take in Civics, Integras, and they build them up. And then they put them on quote unquote steroids with the nitrous oxide. Uh, He describes evading the police on multiple occasions and that he will do anything to avoid going to jail. That's Dominic Toretto. Yeah. Yeah. So I put in here, I was like, does that remind you of anybody? It reminds me just of Dom. (laughs) So even though the story that he talks about in the article, doesn't really depict exactly what we see in the movie, parts of it align. Um, He describes a fascination. So Estevez talks about a fascination with being one with the car, the machine. And the funny thing is he's eagerly. So Lee's in Estevez's apartment and he sees on the fridge this little this little like uh, postcard almost. And Estevez talks about eagerly awaiting a a local legal racing event called Drag Wars, the tri-state's first import street drag. (laughs) That could be misleading. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Uh, although the, so like I was saying, the movie deviates from his article, but uh, according to Yahoo News, Lee says the strange thing about the plot of the movie was it was actually closer to the kind of story I was aiming to write with the article. He said, I was trying to uncover some car theft ring and edited that part out of the story. Oddly, they ended up making my story, which had nothing to do with a theft ring, and then they ended up making a movie about that. So he didn't write anything about some kind of theft ring or stealing anything. He just talked more about the scene, but this is like, if he was gonna make a movie out of his article, this is what he wanted to talk about. Mm. So Scott Stuber, an exec at Universal, first discovered the article and introduced it to producer Neil Moritz, who thought it would be a great idea for a movie. Neil took the article to Rob Cohen, and after reading the article and attending an actual, so Rob Cohen actually went to an illegal drag racing event in LA. He was like, we gotta make a movie off this. So I didn't know, I didn't know the name personally, Rob Cohen. Uh, he's done movies such as Daylight, like we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. with Sly, uh, Dragonheart, which I don't know. I said this before, I don't like a lot of dragon movies, but Dragonheart, I kind of like. Uh, and then he's also directed our favorite, Triple X. (laughs) So producer Neil H. Moritz optioned the article to be made into a movie. Neil has produced movies such as a lot of the Fast and Furious movies, I think one through six at least. Um, I know you did last summer, 21 Jump Street and The Skulls. Uh, He's in The Skulls too, right? I believe so, isn't he? He makes a cameo. I I think he does. I think you're right. I think he's He's one of the professors. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll come in later too, um, why I'm bringing up the skulls, but he has a lot of credentials. Um, Universal sat on the material for about two years before moving forward with the production. Lee received money every year. So for both years, every month, he received money for them sitting on the article without making it into a movie. Lee talks about being a naive 20 something when handing over the rights to the article and not getting any points or royalties for the film or subsequent films. So although his article inspired this whole franchise, he doesn't get shit from it. Like he got a little bit for them sitting on the article and optioning it to be a movie, but then once they paid him for the actual movie, he didn't get anything. Um, He says he only received writing credit for the first one, but number three was his favorite because they involved the cars he likes. Like I I was telling you, Kerwin, earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, Lee says back then, so this is from Lee, I think it was a Yahoo News article. He says, Lee says, 
back when I was just a shithead writer who had no experience in Hollywood and I was in my 20s, so you get the worst deal you can, Lee admits, laughing. You get no points, percentage of box office profits, no royalties, no nothing. He says he goes and sees all the movies that come out. So him and his buddies go and see them and they always give him a hard time every time because he has zero points on anything. Wow, that sucks. Even though he inspired all this shit. Yeah. He doesn't even get like a story by credit or... The only thing he got, anything, he got one writing credit on the first one. Was that like a based on a something by... Uh, that's, that's it. Damn. That's it. And you would think he would get something out of this, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Would you credit someone for the whole franchise? I mean, based on an article? Well, no, because like the only thing I would say is that like you should at least get some sort of like I mean, it's based on an article, right? Like he didn't write a script. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. So you could say like based on a story by so and so, but like because you didn't create the characters or write an actual story or synopsis, mm -hmm. you can't. I don't think you can get further credit on other movies because like let's say we make a movie, right? We we write a script or something. We get credit on the first one. They make a sequel without any of us involved. We still get a writer's credit or a story by credit because yeah. we created the actual content. For him, he didn't create the actual contents of the yeah. movie. So it reminds me of Top Gun because Top Gun was also off of a magazine article, but I don't think that guy got money, or did he? I don't remember now. I don't think. I think it was just like, hey, like it was the idea, and they just made a movie with Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah. So the movie was originally titled Redline. Oh, I'm so glad they went in a different direction. Yeah. Kerwin, what? I can see you're thinking. Oh my god. And I can say it or you can say it if you want. I don't know if we're thinking about the same thing, but we but go ahead. You could just say it. it <laughs> I was letting I'm Kerwin. So, so <laughs> no, it, it it was later um there was a movie that came out in two thousand seven called Redline. Was there? Yeah. Yeah. There was. Yeah. So uh, they had a title that for other reasons I'll get into in a second. But yeah, it was originally titled Redline, but it would later come out in 2007. Um, other titles considered were Racer X, based on the article, Street Wars, and Race Wars. The title, The Fast and the Furious, belonged to a small distribution company called ARC Arc, or American Releasing Corporation, that would later be called the American International Pictures Company. The original Fast and Furious, so there was an original movie of this, and I had no idea about that. The original Fast and Furious came out in 1954 as a crime drama B movie. In this movie, the main character is charged with a crime he did not commit and escapes prison. He then kidnaps a young woman after stealing a Jaguar sports car and drives down to Mexico. According to an Entertainment Weekly article, the producer Moritz's family was involved in a documentary on American International Pictures. So they keep calling it different names, so forgive me, um, ARC, or there's a ton of names, but we'll go with this one. Uh, American International Pictures, a company, so Moritz's family were actually involved with this company for years. So he's been in the business, around the business for a long time. So this company did a lot of the old beach type movies, that you see Vincent Price movies so like where they're like on the beach and they're all playing like music and like kids running on the beach in like the 50s and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, so they did a lot of that stuff. Um, but they hosted this documentary and it included info and raw footage of this Fast and the Furious movie that uh, his name's Roger Corman, he actually directed. So when Moritz went and saw this documentary, he saw that title he's like, that's the title of the movie. We have to name our new movie this, the one with Vin Diesel we're talking about. So all he had to do was trade some of the old footage that he saw with his family, 
that his family actually did um, from the original Fast and Furious movie. He just traded it to the original director, Roger Corman, and he got the rights to the title. Hmm. So no money, no nothing like that. He just had to trade some of this original that's footage. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that's how they got licensing for the title. But that's all I got for the script. So I want to get into casting now. So we got our boy, Paul Walker, man. Oh, still R. a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still a bummer, man. So Brian O'Connor, Ryan Spillner, whatever you want to call him. So there's a f- couple people up for this role. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, God. Oh, no shit. Fucking Zach Morris was up for this role, Mark too. Mark Paul Gosler? Yes. Wow. And Christian Bale, they were all considered for the role. Christian Bale? Nah. So We say that now, but I don't know. What did they have going for them at that time, though? Uh, Christian yeah, Bale had done, like, just... He did the movies, not the, obviously the Dark Knight, but Psycho. He did Psycho, and there was another one that he was in too that was big. He did Empire of the Sun. The Empire of the Sun as a yeah. kid, right? Yeah. yeah. He did American Psycho. That was somewhere. Right? Yeah, American Psycho. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I just thought it was weird the Zach Morris thing, and I'll show you why that's really weird in a second. Um, but the producer Moritz, he actually worked with Paul, like I said earlier, on the skulls. So he gave the script to Paul. He loved it. So Paul Walker signed on to it. His name was Caleb Mandrick in the skulls. I always liked that name. Random. Just sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about the skulls. Skulls is a good movie. I like it. I like it too. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was the first actor to be signed on. He wanted to do the movie because he liked Donnie Brasco, and he liked Days of Thunder. Nice. So that's why he wanted to do this. So I'll go on to the next person, which is obviously Vin Diesel, but, but. And everything I watched and everything I read, they treat the cars as characters as well. So I'm going to talk about each car that each character drove in the movie. So we can talk about that too. So in case you guys don't know, Paul Walker, he's the one driving the 95 Mitsubishi Eclipse. Green one. Yeah. And the 94 Toyota Supra. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you guys think about those cars? I love the green Eclipse. I loved it. Sleek. So I am a rear-wheel drive person so i would say what is rear wheel drive i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) so i favored more the supra um if i had to pick between the two i like the green color better but i'm all about the supra because it's rear wheel drive the only thing i don't like about the eclipse is the hood scoop because it's not functional i don't like stuff that's not functional but yeah the supra is pretty badass too i don't know i have a hard time deciding between those two so the next character i want to talk about is of course vin diesel dominic toretto uh, the studio greenlit the script, but only with Timothy Oliphant as Toretto. Mm. So do you know who Timothy Oliphant is? I think I do. So he's coming off of Gone in 60 Seconds at this point. He's one of the cops. Uh, that's the guy that's in The Girl Next Door and all that, Deadwood, yes. all that. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. How would you feel as him as Toretto? No, no, no. no. Well, I mean, I, it's biased because we've seen Vin Diesel mm-hmm. in it, but... I know. I mean, yeah. Vin Diesel's Dominic Toretto. <laughs> you know, like, no, I totally agree. I, I mean, I think it was a good move. Like, even if he wasn't coming up on sixty seconds, like, but I do like him as an actor. I think he's yeah. a great. Actor. Oh yeah, he's he's amazing. Is he in the office? Yes, he's yeah. the, yeah, the yeah, sales yeah, yeah, guy. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. From print, uh, no, 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 it's from uh, Osprey. He's from Osprey. Yeah, yeah. Um, Timothy Oliphant again coming off of. Gone in 60 Seconds, he didn't want to do another racing movie, but Neil Moritz, the producer, suggested Vin Diesel. Um, I couldn't find out why, but he had to be like, like convinced to take this part. 
So this is like his first really leading part in a sense. Yeah, like, he's not I, the lead, but he was in Saving Private Ryan, and I can't remember anything that he was in prior to that. Was it um, not Riddick, but the one before that, Pitch Riddick? Black? Pitch Black. Yeah. Um, was that before this? I'm not sure. I don't know. I think. I thought this really Saving made Private Ryan was one of his first ones. Yeah, that was I in '99. I think. His, like, this like, hey, this is gonna him. make you a superstar. Yep. Huh? Yeah, he did because, knock around guys too. But. Yeah, because Vin Diesel did a movie, and then uh, I think. He either got recommended to Steven Spielberg or Steven Spielberg liked him and wrote a part in Saving Private Ryan for Vin Diesel because he liked him so much. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's what happened, but I'm not sure if Pitch Black came out before or after this movie. Yeah, all I know is that this would be like his... He's kind of the co-lead, if you think about it. I mean, he's co-leading this. Um, So again, he had to be convinced to take this part, which, I mean, I'm sure he's eternally grateful for now. (laughs) Um, But some other people that were considered for the part... Going back to Save by the Bell, Mario Lopez. What? You mean to tell me what? they were going to have Zach and AC Slater in the same movie but different characters? So, Muggs, I'm going to stop you right there. That's not the last Save by the Bell cast member that was considered for a role in this movie. <laughs> tell me they have Tiffany Amberthies in here somewhere. Yeah. Oh, no, you're not going to believe it when I say it. Dustin you're Diamond. Not. Screech. No. Please don't. Uh, Mr. Belvedere. I'll get to it when right, I get right, to right. it. Right. Mr. Belvedere. So another person that was considered was Colin Farrell. I could oh. see that. Yeah, okay. I could I see that. I don't like it, but I could see so. it. I, would you, I, Dom, does, he, at that time, Vin Diesel's like in shape. He's commanding. I think he really plays the part well. Personally. But Colin Farrell could have pulled it off, I think. Yeah. He's he's a good actor. He can dick. be very intense, yeah. like, which yeah. I like. Yeah, like a But wasn't he? Wasn't he? Barrio oh no! I was gonna say, did Alexander come out? Because when Alexander came out, I lost all respect for him. Have you seen that movie? Oh god, it's so awful. <laughs> I have not. No, don't watch it. It's awful. <laughs> so on set, uh, Vin Diesel broke a stuntman's nose at one point when he was punching. I don't know how he did it, but he broke someone's nose. Um, and the weird thing, going back to the physique part, was. Uh, there was a roll cage in the red car he was driving in the beginning, the RX-7. Mm-hmm. But because he was so big that they had to remove it so he could fit in the car. Jesus. Um, so, again. That's weird. You didn't even look that big in the movie. He's, Are you serious? I don't know. Dude. That guy's huge in I, that movie, I dude. I think he's probably. I, think, I feel like I've seen bigger, though. Paul, like, Paul Walker's like 6'3", right? And. Imagine oh, wow. him standing next to Paul Walker. I mean, the guy's a big dude. Yeah. I mean, he's not the rock status, but... No, yeah. he's not the rock status, but he's probably the he's beefiest dude, he yeah. was yeah. in this movie. So, again, to tie it back to the cars, um, he <laughs> drives the 93 Mazda RX-7 and then the 1970 Dodge Challenger RT. So just so you know, the, the blower on the Charger was fake. That's fake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my life is a lie. I know, it's a lie. The RX-7, though, is pretty badass. I don't like the stickers, but I think the RX-7 is pretty badass. And then he keeps the original rotary like motor in there and doesn't swap it out for something else. I think that's cool. Um, so moving on, Michelle Rodriguez, Letty. Um, she was an Avatar, Resident Evil, and SWAT. A fun fact was she did not have her driver's license before shooting this movie. Mm-hmm. So How is that possible? I don't, I don't know if she got it during this. But Wait, how they, old was she when this? I don't know. Top of my head. I would say early 20s. And yeah, I most, think, of, most of the cast was like in their early to mid-20s, yeah. I think, yeah. Gotcha. But for whatever reason, she didn't have her driver's license. But they, they did like uh, a lot of stunt driving and stuff to like help them learn. Yeah. And when I say a lot, I mean 24 hours worth, not a lot. 
but they did one day's worth. And all the stunt coordinators said they did really well. Yeah. yeah. But, and she was dating Vin Diesel off the screen. Ooh, so no, off the screen. Off the screen. Yeah. I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, she was also bummed that they weren't allowed to drive the cars more than 80 miles per hour, too. Mm. So although we see them go in excess of 120, 130 yeah. miles an hour, they couldn't drive fast. And she, so again, tying it back to the cars, she drives the 97 uh, 240 SX. So uh, that's the maroon purple car that we see at, uh, well, we see it at Toretto Shop. We see it at the the tuna sandwich place, and then at you know race horse. Yeah, is that what we're gonna call the tuna sandwich place? Yeah, whatever. It is. Just making sure who got yeah. that. Toretto's tuna. <laughs> Toretto's tuna. <laughs> the tuna shop. Double T's. <laughs> the double I T's. <laughs> I like it. Spitball in here. And then we have Jordana Brewster and Mia. Oh my God, treasure. So <laughs> treasure, treasure. Yep. But Derek Jeter's ex. <laughs> But I think they do a good job, though. Like, they don't, like, do her up a lot, but they make her look like, I don't know how to say she's it. she's treasure. I don't know why you're trying to convince me. Okay. She's treasure. <laughs> I'm just trying to have a conversation. But anyway, so I forgot that she was in the faculty. Oh, the faculty. She was in Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, and then she was in uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith as well. She so, is? Yeah, I don't remember what she's in. She, she must have been an agent. Angelina's yes. agent, probably. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I think you're right, yeah. So... Her, as well as Michelle Rodriguez, did not have her license either before shooting this movie. Like um, the one thing you need to survive yeah. in Southern California <laughs> slash Hollywood and you don't have it to get into this movie? They do their permit and everything through this. Yeah, yeah it, it's crazy. Um, but some other uh, actresses that were up for her role were Natalie Portman, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Kristen Dunst, and Jessica Biel. God, that is so wow. 90s, early 2000s. Jessica Biel could have pulled it off. Pulled it off. And, I feel like all of those could have pulled it off. And I'm the role, the LA look, I'm, you know, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Nope. Damn the role it. was originally written for Eliza Dushku. Oh, I like oh, her. Oh, yeah. okay. But she turned it down. Yeah. So the only time we see Mia really driving is in the gray and blue Integra after her and Brian go to dinner. So that's the only time we see her driving. Yeah. Um, just want to throw that in there because the cars are also characters. She uh, does a donut in the middle of the. Yeah, she does. Right in the yeah. middle of the fucking street, right? <laughs> Brian's just like, I don't know, Terrestrial. Was Elijah Dekushi too busy doing Bring It On? Is that why she didn't do it? Turn it down? I, I don't know. <laughs> or True Lies? <laughs> oh, she might have been doing Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I don't know. That is? <laughs> so Chan Lindbergh. Oh, Jesse. I feel so bad. Dude, uh, why can't they bring his character back? Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of like conspiracy theories too. If he survived, I believe it. Really? Yeah. Because they don't. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, so he had a guest appearance on Sons of Anarchy. I don't know if you guys remember. It was like season one. Uh, he was selling meth behind uh, the woodworking place that Opie was working at. He was on Ghost Stalkers, October Sky, which I didn't know. Um, and then yes, Dustin Diamond was considered for the role of Jesse. What a screech! What if they would have got all three of them, dude? Cohen had like a hard on for Say by the Bell. I don't know what the fuck it is, but. Just imagine Mario Lopez saying these lines. No. That's getting I racer. never knocked on nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I never knocked on nobody. So you have to give credit then to the casting director on this because they really nailed it. I mean, yeah, with yeah. what they had available and they went with these people. I mean, that, uh, yeah. Again, to link back to the cars, I'm going to say this a million times. <laughs> uh, Jesse drove the 95 Volkswagen Jetta. It was purchased by Frankie Muniz in 2002. Yeah. 
I read somewhere, I don't know if this is true, but he purchased it during a live episode of Lizzie McGuire. I don't know if that's true or not, but he purchased it in 2002. I have no idea. Um, the weird thing, though, is it had no calipers on the race against Johnny Tran. So you know what calipers are, Muggs? I, I know you're a big no car idea. enthusiast. I have no idea. I've, I've played Soul Caliper on <laughs> Sega Dreamcast. So it's where you brake. It's the parts that squeeze the brake discs mm-hmm. in the front so you actually stop. So that's why he just zooms off at the end and doesn't stop because he can't brake. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, damn. he just keeps going. He doesn't have calipers on it. So he has to come to like a slow roll. Unless he pulls the e-brake and uh. something on the back, I don't know if he has disc brakes on the back or I don't know. But so I got a question. So yeah. did they kind of write that into the script because he didn't stop? I don't know, but it's weird. So you you go, you go down a weird rabbit hole when you start reading all this stuff, um, especially about um, Ken Lee's article. But they talk about how a lot of the racers don't even have speedometers because if you knew how fast you were going, then you would want to stop. Mm. So I think it like kind of frightening. It kind of ties into yeah. that, mm. and it's. I know like a lot of street racers are very concerned about weight of the car and all kinds of stuff, but mm. um, removing the calipers I thought was a really weird, unique thing, um, especially the front ones because that's where your brakes are usually tied to. Um, but yeah, I just read that, so I thought it was interesting. So I'm afraid to bring it. I have no reason. I have no idea why, but um, almost done with the cast. Um, Johnny Strong, Leon, uh, he was in Black Hawk Down, Sinners and Saints, which I've never seen, and it's with Sean Patrick Flannery, who was in Boondock Saints. I haven't seen it. sounds like a, a movie that is kind of tied to Boondock, but I'm not sure. So I don't have much on him, but he's the one that drives the, the 95 Nissan Skyline, the GTR, the R33. So it's right-hand drive. It has to be imported from Japan. Uh, and according to the fandom site, uh, the car was used by a company called Motorex in many drag racing events. The car was, this is a weird story, the car was eventually sold around 2012. It was then seized and crushed by the federal government. Motorex, who took ownership of the car, never completed the certification uh, to make it federally legal in the US. So the person that bought it had to surrender it. The crazier thing is, the buyer was an undercover agent, and the seller that bought that car had a second Skyline. So instead of going to jail, he had to let both Skylines go and be crushed and destroyed. Jeez. Unless he would go to jail. Jesus. Wow. And I know importing a car is like, well, to California would be a disaster. Yeah, there's so many regulations. Yeah. And East Coast, maybe you get away with some shit. Like over yeah. here, there's no fucking way. Like carb and everything like that, you're not mm-hmm. gonna get anything like that. But yeah, they had to have both cars crushed and destroyed, or else he's gonna face jail time. Not much about the character, but more about the other character, the car. Car. <laughs> so Matt Schultz, we got Vince. We talked about it on uh, the Transporter, Blade One and Two, using Mr. Brooks. Um, I think this is a weird card choice, personally. The Nissan Maxima. Why would you put a Nissan Maxima in this? Because he's trapping. My mom had a Nissan Maxima just like that, but it was silver. I thought it was the coolest thing after this movie. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think Speedy in our fraternity had one when I got in a blue one. Yeah? I, I swear, they, I don't know. Why? Again, I know nothing about cars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just hey, saying. They, like, they, they, they came with a V6. They had a good amount of power. They were fast, right? Yeah. Obviously. I, I don't know. I just think it's so, such a weird choice. And then the exhaust coming out of the bumper. Okay, it's cool. And they got the stickers and shit all over it. But it's like... 
It's a weird choice. It was a little out of place. I do agree. Like, I think it was probably one of the few sedans, too, that was in the movie. Like, everything else was a coupe. Two-door, yeah. Yeah. I know in the second one, in Too Fast, we got the Evo that has four doors, but, like, a lot of these cars are all coupes. But the funny thing is, you know when Vince does the peel-out, like, outside Toretto's house, uh, the transmission got damaged. Couldn't drive the car anymore. <laughs> and then we got Rick Yoon, Johnny Tran. Um, he's from, he was actually in Olympus Has Fallen, Die Another Day. Yeah, he's in a James Bond movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then he was in Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Ninja Assassin. Did you watch that one, Kurt? Ninja Assassin? No, The Legend of Chun-Li. Never watched it. Yeah. I, I, Is it good? I don't remember it. Okay. Must that not, good. That's yeah. not yeah. good. Yeah. Memorable. Um, Wait, memorable. is that with a Smallville girl? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's not good. <laughs> so Johnny Tran jai, drives the 2000 Honda S2000. Um, badass car, man. Do you remember when Omar had an S2000? Yes. Yeah. Fuck. And he had the convertible one, too. I think that was fucking badass. Uh, they actually used for Suki's car in Too Fast. Same oh, car. same car? Same car. Oh, wow. Just put some pink on it and... That's it. Day. Yeah, same same car. And like I said earlier, we were talking about this in pre-production, but um, it did not have $100,000 under the hood. It was only an $8,000 yeah. supercharger. It takes a lot to put $100,000 into an engine under the hood. Can I say a funny thing, but I'm going to embarrass the fuck out of myself right now? <laughs> All right. So I went and watched the theaters, right? And again, my stepdad at the time had that Civic, right? So I was like, man, we can like suit this car up for nothing, man. Like, it's like I just watched this movie and it cost like a thousand dollars to yeah. do this. And my stepdad's like, are you dumb? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no. Why are you saying that? He's like, he said a hundred thousand dollars. Like, no, I swear to God, he said a thousand dollars. He's got a thousand dollars under the hood here. <laughs> I feel like such an idiot. Oh, okay, I'm embarrassing myself. Um, <laughs> like a Michael Scott movie. I relate, that conversation related to happen, I swear to God. <laughs> One person I have to point out, I'm going to probably butcher his name, but is um, Noel Gulemi or Hector. I like oh, him. Yeah. Hector's good. He's on the Nitro circuit. He plays Hector in all his movies. We take a shot of Ni- Nas. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> we got we to finish casting and then we'll take yeah. a shot of Nas. Um, but he's he has over 180 credits on IMDb. He's in hundred and eighty. Isn't credits. he also in Training Day? He's a big part in Training Day, yep. right? Where he's the one that gets Ethan Hawke to like, yeah, they like fuck him over basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, but he has five credits as Hector. Really? <laughs> yeah, he has a bunch of names, but the most I found was Hector. <laughs> he has yeah. five. Oh my god, guys! Okay, I'm sorry to do this. No, but do it, do it. I've never seen Furious Seven ever, but he's in Furious Seven as Hector. He's in the jail, I think. I had no idea. I've never seen part seven, so now I'm excited to watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I, I had to look him up because like I've seen him in everything. I think he was in Sons at one point. He was yeah. in a lot of things. Malibu's most wanted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's something we should remember. Um, <laughs> and then I think the best cameos are by the director and the producer. So the director is the the, the pizza guy, right? Yeah, but the producer. Damn racers. Yeah, <laughs> the the producer is in the black Ferrari. Oh, in the F Ferrari, yeah. smoke. Yeah, <laughs> way out of your. What did you say? Way out of your price range. Way out Ferrari. Of oh, yeah, Ferrari. And then I just want to put this out there. There's too much information about these cars because they treat them as characters in the in the movie. So if you want to go look it up, it's on fandom.com. Please go look it up. There's videos for 
more than every single one of these cars. Like it's insane how much info there is. So go look at all the specs that they think are on these cars, which really don't exist, but they have videos about everything. So go look that up. All right, so on a production, filming went on from July to October of 2000. It's pretty short, I feel like, you know, only four months, um, five months. Most of the stunts were done for real using what they call a McRig. <laughs> Not a McRib, but a McRig. So stunt coordinator Mick Rogers thought that when you tow a vehicle on a tow truck, it is too slow. So he created his own vehicle, which is essentially an elongated van so they could go faster and do turns and hard stops. So do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? So like, imagine like a, a truck trailer. So like, if you blow a flat or whatever, your car breaks down, like you have a flatbed trailer. Like a lot of times when they had filled some, filmed some of these like racing scenes, they would have the car on that flatbed truck. You can't go real so fast. So it's not going anywhere, just they're being towed, right? They're being towed, but yeah. it's like, it's slow because it's a it's a big rig essentially mm -hmm. and they're towing yeah. them so what they did was and i was trying to describe this to kerwin last night I'll, I'll try to do the best i can so it's like imagine like an econo line van like a big van they cut the van behind the cab so behind where the driver and the passenger sit and the, and the engine so right behind that they cut it and they remove everything else behind it and you just have the frame so you have the oh, chassis see, yeah. that it's sitting on then what they would do is they would adhere somehow the shell of the car as well as all the interior. The reason they did this, and I was watching the behind the scenes from the DVD, is the van could then go faster and then it could like do 180s and stuff. You and a van could do this kind of stuff. Mm. So like when you look at Paul Walker, the first mm -hmm. scene with the eclipse, Spins out for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have they show part of it where it's the whole car. That's not Paul Walker in it. But when they show Paul Walker, he's actually in this Mick rig that is actually So that car created. is sitting on that actual van like, frame. Yes. Because it, it, was, it was more capable of doing it than just a trailer, huh? Yeah. Because I mean, they did it on Gonna See the Seconds, right? They just put it on the trailer, right? So we were talking about that, too. The filming and stuff, it just yeah. helps to get all those shots from, like, especially mm -hmm. inside the cabin of the car. So again, just talking about that, this allows them to film the actors when they're actually not driving. So that's a big part of it. Um, so I wanna get into some of the scenes real quick. Cause honestly, when we look at these scenes, almost all of them outside of the first race, which is CGI, everything else is used with this McRig thing. Mm. So it's, I was hoping for like a lot of cool behind the scenes stuff and how they mm. film this. And there really isn't a lot of stuff. One of my favorite scenes is the opening scene with the Honda Civics jacking the truck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they shoot at the port of Long Beach. One thing I wanted to ask you guys, I don't know if you're going to have the answer or not, but so we see one of the three Honda Civics go underneath the semi truck. Mm -hmm. It's real, right? It's real. Okay. But that's not the, the actual height of the trailer, right? So it was jacked up yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah. But where do we originally see a scene similar to this where a car goes under? Semi truck like that. I can't remember. Oh wait, it's not Toy Story, is it? No. no. <laughs> that is true. Jesus Christ. Is true. No, RC does drive. Yeah, under yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll take another shot of Nas <laughs> if you guys guess this. Is it a racing movie? Is it Dom him? can see my answer, so I'm gonna try to hide him from him. I'm not Is it a racing movie? No. Okay. It's not. I'm all out of options yeah. here. I have no idea. It's not a wait. It's not the Dark Knight where he rides the bat pod underneath. It is. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 he doesn't no, ride no, the bat no, pod. No, he underneath. doesn't go the, the yeah. Lamborghini underneath. Give you ten more seconds, going. 
I'm trying to think before 2001. I have no idea. Christmas Vacation. Oh, wow. I would have never got that. (laughs) I I can't even remember that. Yeah, they actually go, Chevy Chase drives the station wagon underneath Underneath. a truck, like carrying a bunch of timber right under it. What a car name. Chevy Chase. (laughs) He has such a car name. It is. That's why it's fitting. Um, The Eclipse was actually filmed at Dodger Stadium, again, on the McRig, like we were talking about. Um, The first race we see, except for them lining up, everything else was CGI, which was obvious, but a bummer, too. Um, Little Saigon, so that's where uh, they go to meet up with Johnny Tran and Lance, and they're in the Eclipse after the race. Um, It's actually located in Orange County near Westminster. and I was telling the guys earlier about this, that it has the highest concentration of Vietnamese people outside of Vietnam. Wow. Yeah. So I read at first it was in America, but it's actually outside of the country. There's the highest concentration. I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Toretto's house and market, they're both located in Echo Park um, with the house. While filming, they asked the neighbors to repaint their houses with muted colors so that the colors of the cars would pop more on screen. They asked the neighbors to paint their own homes. Yes. Did they supply them with the funds to do that? I didn't read that they did, but they definitely asked them. I think politely, too. (laughs) I would have been like, fuck you. My favorite, though, Race Wars. Guess where it was filmed at? Right in their backyard. Barstow. San Bernardino. No, it's it's San Bernardino Bernardino Airport. Dirty D. More than 1,500 import enthusiasts showed up. A lot of the actors and extras were so like they were told just to act like however they wanted to and that the cameras would just be floating by but i watched the behind the scenes and it looked like mayhem it looked like insanity because i think it says 1500 i think more like three or four thousand people showed up so in our fraternity a good friend of mine chris cruz um he i remember the day he took work off we were both working at arrowhead country club and he said oh there's a movie for cars that I'm going to take the day off and go to and he actually did it he swears you can see his car it's a green Acura Integra I think in the back I call bullshit I cannot make it out but he swear but he was there that day yeah doing it and they said he, he said what you're just saying hey act like if you want to go in the race act like you're doing it's a party we're going to be filming we'll figure it out that's all that's all they gave him directions to yeah I read yeah. I read they did they gave him $15 for the day which obviously doesn't cover gas to even get there no. But it was Especially just, today's guests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just basically show up, have a good time, and it looks like Burning Man there. That's basically what it was. Yeah, I mean, it looks nuts on screen, but... It's a creative way, though, to get that scenes yeah. going, right? I mean... Well, I mean, like, you even look at the director, he went to a lot of... Or he went to at least one illegal L.A. drag race, and it's like he's trying to really get into the scene, and that putting that out there I'm sure they attracted a lot of people with a lot of cars that are not legal especially in California Jesus Christ um, the last hijacking scene um, I'm going to butcher this name it was shot on the Dominagani Parkway near Hemet in the San Jacinto Valley near Diamond Valley Lake which I've never really heard of Diamond Valley Lake have you guys heard of that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's no CGI just stunt doubles and I thought this was pretty cool that Vince actually did his own stunt where he is caught on the side of the truck so not where he swings around but when he's actually on the side on the door right yeah Yeah, he's on the door they're going about 65 miles an hour he's actually the one on the truck and they told him that day that he's going to be doing that part Mm. i thought that was pretty interesting um the drive through echo park again a lot of tow trucks a lot of the mcrig 
Um, <laughs> the, the race uh, between Dom and Brian, again, it's, it's shot in Long Beach. Uh, the only CGI was the train. Because I thought they filmed the race and then the train, they put them together, right? Is that what they did? Yeah, so there's yeah. Two, uh, multiple cameras, yeah, that did that. Uh, they set up ramps for jumping over the train tracks, obviously. And then they, it's weird, if you if you watch the behind the scenes, they set up like this single narrow ramp. So they have this semi-truck that like Dom supposedly runs into. Right. But they set up like, it's almost like a skate rail, like real th- like narrow ramp that the charger hits. At a certain so speed, that it, and, it and it would do it exactly what they wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. And it's they, my treasure. And, yeah, and they really did that. How many times did they do it? I think it was more than once, right? I didn't read that. Oh, I thought it was more than once. So I didn't they, read they, that. They, they use like three or four cars to do that. Those are nice yeah. chargers. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't read that. But some people say if you slow it down, Brian won the race in the Supra. <laughs> <laughs> are their names Brian? That's probably why. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, just to go back to what I was talking about, Toretto's Market is a real market in Echo Park. It's called Bob's Market. Do they serve mm-hmm. tuna sandwiches there? Uh, they serve sandwiches. Without about crust. Yeah. <laughs> We're going. <laughs> Um, the Racer's Edge. It's in Hollywood, just south of San- Santa Monica Boulevard. It's now a photo and film studio. And no, there is no car on top of that building. <laughs> Can I just point out that that F-150 Lightning would be an awesome work truck? Yeah. Okay, would... Geisen, you're kind of taking away from my treasure right now. <laughs> <laughs> right all right, now. all right, sorry. sorry. <laughs> okay, so I just have a couple questions, and then I'm going to get into a couple terms that they talk about during the movie. Between all of us. What car is your favorite? Out of the whole movie, I don't care what it is. In the racing scene, it's not it's not to be a main car, but just what's your favorite car that you saw in the movie? I like Nissan's side so go the two forty two forty SX. Yeah. So Letty's car? Yeah, probably. The Jetta was cool, I thought. The Jetta was cool. I yeah. would say the, the, the Jetta too, because it was a yeah. boxy four door. Yeah. Just yeah. Do you have a favorite? I know nothing about cars. <laughs> but I remember in high school, Mitsubishi Eclipse were the shit. I also liked the Mitsubishi 3000 GTs, which I don't mm-hmm. even think they make anymore, but nope. I love the Eclipse. Mm-hmm. So I just, the green Eclipse on there, the way it was done, I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, but again, yeah. I know this is me being the most. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. The Challenger's classic, too. I like the Challenger, yeah, too. But, but when you think that the air vents are fake, it's like, yeah. it's, the whole car is bullshit, right? Yeah. I mean, well, the Eclipse is where the, the air vents are fake. So I'm going to chime yeah. in and say the RX-7 oh, and, and, yeah, because right, I think right. just souping up a rotary engine is pretty cool. They're inefficient, but that's like a classic engine that people like have a, like a cult following for. So I would say, granted, probably the sounds are you know a little more exaggerated and a little more fake. It sounds pretty cool, too. Mine, you guys aren't probably going to know what I'm talking about. You probably don't remember it, but when they pull up to the racer's edge, Hector pulls up in this little Honda Civic hatch that's green. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Okay. They, show only, they matched your Geo. I know they matched my Geo Metro, man. Seafoam <laughs> green. Um, they show it one other time when Brian's trying to break into his garage to look at it, uh, all the cars that they're doing, but yeah, that, was, that was my favorite. Yeah. Another question. Which do you think is the fastest of the cars in this movie? Not in the franchise, but in this movie. Are we talking top speed or zero to 60? So... This is like kind of a loaded question because mm-hmm. we don't know all the modifications. Yeah. But if you're looking at it, let's just say how they are. What do you think is the fastest car? I'm going to chime in and say I would think if you were to look at it at 
take the cars for what they are. Yes. I would say the Supra because those things have a cast iron block. You can boost the heck out of them, and people love them for that reason. You could put a whole bunch of horsepower in them, and they were pretty pretty decent with. Because I know nothing about cars, I'm going to say what David said. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's, say, let's, say, let's say no mods. No mods. Okay. Um, like stock everything? Stock. I'm out. Which most of these cars are for real in the movie, but we just think they have a lot of mods. But let's just say they're stock. I'm leaning maybe to that the S2000 is lighter, so maybe it got up there. I would say the RX-7, nah, I would say the Supra over that. Um, so it's the the Johnny Trans S2000 okay. and then Leon's, the GTR. Those oh, are the yeah. two okay. fastest ones in there. Mm -hmm. And then last question I have for you guys is who would win in that, that epic race with the Supra and the Ferrari? So the Supra has stock. Okay, stock. 320 horsepower. And then the Ferrari only has 375 horsepower. But we know the Supra is built probably a thousand okay. plus. Yeah. Supra's gonna win every time, right? Yeah, I would say yes, because you're talking a Ferrari around that year, maybe like mid four seconds, zero to 60. The Supra, obviously when you put some you turn up the boost, it's gonna leave anything. Now, in the scene, did he even hit the NOS? No, no he, he just didn't? went, yeah. Okay, but, what do you think? But even then, I mean, it's it's a 2JZ, so it's twin turbo. Mm -hmm. you, you know it's gonna just fly, and it's probably light as fuck. They probably gutted the fuck out of it. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna be super light. It's I a, mean. A question we'll never know. We'll, we'll <laughs> never really answer to that one, but I just, I think the Super would win too because they like fucked it up a lot, but I don't know, we'll see. And I also don't know shit about cars, but. <laughs> So a couple, I'm gonna jump into a couple terms real quickly to talk about, and then I'll go into the awards that it won, but, and then we'll go into trash and treasure, but some of the terms and modifications. One modification I wanna talk about is the flames from the exhaust that we see on the first race. So according to carthrottle.com, what causes this is an overly rich air and fuel mixture as unburned fuel is ignited further down from the exhaust pipe. So at the first race, we see all the cars lined up and flames are just shooting out the tailpipe. To me, it's dumb. And they do it in the second movie too. I think it's dumb because that's not how they really do that. So just so you know, like it can happen. Uh, the spark plugs can only ignite so much uh, the excess fuel as it's exhausted through the cylinders. So uh, if there's excess fuel, that's what gets ignited. So a lot of times when you see this really happen in real life, it's like on turbo high modified cars. Mm -hmm. And it's not like this flame that's ever going forever. Exactly, it's like a, like it's a, a pop. Yeah. It's a pop and it's very infrequent. So it's it just, I think it's like kind of, I don't know, dramatized in this movie. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. Like, yeah, because you'd have to have a constant stream yeah. of gas blowing like a flame, like a flamethrower to make that happen. And you can. So you're saying this is not real? Because <laughs> I, I totally got me. Just, well, <laughs> you can't. This does happen, but you can buy kits. I think that do this as well. Yes. But um, the way they portray it, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, and it's just it's not how it really happens. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, another term they use is double clutching. We were talking about this earlier in pre-production. Um, I had a manual car for years, even my Geo. Metro. Uh, <laughs> it was manual. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> fun, fun story real quick. I got to tell us real fast about the Geo. Uh, I, I went to Route 66 in San Bernardino. And they had all the old cars and stuff. I think it was still in high school or maybe a freshman year of college before I joined the fraternity. And I took a bunch of buddies. 
and I still had the geo. No, it must have been in high school. It had to have been high school. When I was in high school, we took everyone, went, went down there, and when you come off of, I think it's E Street or whatever the exit is, coming back on the 215, there's a very steep incline to get back on the freeway. Well, there's me plus three other dudes, so there's four of us. In a three cylinder. In a three cylinder, and I was like, and all I'm doing, is, I swear to God, the gas is down. Like, it's metal to metal right now. Shake, dashboard shaking. And then you just see the speedometer just start going backwards. And I was like, man, we're going to have to Flintstone this <laughs> this fucking ramp. <laughs> we don't make it. We've made it, thank God. But, uh, yeah, three cylinders are not the business. Um, double clutching. <laughs> double clutching is, and I, I didn't know what this was. Um, it's pressing in the clutch. So, like, I think they say this, Dom says this to, to Brian yeah. uh, after the initial race, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, you were granting shifting when you should have been double clutching or whatever. Uh, it's pressing in the clutch. Instead of shifting to the next gear, you shift to neutral. And then you let off the clutch, you push on the gas, you push on the clutch, and then you shift to second, and then you push back on the gas. That sounds like a lot of work. Have you ever yeah. done this? Has anyone done this? No. Yes, you know, I have. I, I, <laughs> yes. As a car expert, <laughs> I, 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 I take pride in granny shifting. You know, Don says. You so know, I'm sorry. Granny shifting is just your normal, normal shifting. Okay. Shifting. So whenever I drive <laughs> a car that's manual, I'm yeah, granny shifting. Granny shifting. Right, sure. So you know, double clutching. I think the main, you know, the whole point of it is to blip the throttle so you you get your RPMs up when you let out the clutch something along that potentially but if you're going straight line acceleration uh, that's that's not the it's more for like downshifting getting a little bit more it's not you know if anything you should pretty much power shift where you don't even let off the gas but that'll obviously I've heard of power shifting yeah that's, that'll I just feel like the other one is just way what, too much what's power shifting so you don't, don't ever it's how my Nissan or no <laughs> it's it's how I broke my transmission in, in one of my let me let me, try, let me try if, if I'm right you're on the gas, right? And you're mm -hmm. about to shift. So you just, instead of taking your foot off the gas, you put in the clutch, clutch. and just go to the next gear and, and you never you take like, your foot off yeah. the gas. Oh, really? I heard it's not good for the car, but you just quick. go, yeah. No, it tears up See, I knew miles. something about cars, yeah, there man. You go. <laughs> tears it up. Did you do that in your GTO or what car did you do that? No. <laughs> Mitsubishi. <laughs> um, I read that this is usually done in like big rigs, so it's not really done in regular cars at all. So um, he was just talking. Talking shit out of his ass, right? Yeah, from what I read, it's pointless. Yeah. And if anything, it, if you're pu pushing your clutch that much, you're gonna just ruin it even quicker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So again, it's to help match. From what I read, help to help match the rotational speed of the next gear you're shifting into. Which, I guess, it makes sense. It just seems like a lot if you're like trying to do a quarter mile, even though that scene took over two minutes. Um, <laughs> And they're talking about 10 second cars. Um, that's a whole other thing. I, did, I wanted to time it. I didn't time it. Yeah, It's over two minutes. It's um, over two minutes for yeah. a 10 second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what it's like, if you're if you're pushing the clutch twice as much, I just think it's it's ridiculous. You're just going to ruin your car. They're wearing a quantum realm. Time work, yeah. works differently there. Yeah. There's definitely a skill to it, but. I'm like curious to try it now. I would like, it's weird. Let's go do it. I, I can drive manual though. Just, I'm telling you. I'm actually going to like credit myself for that. I can do a manual car. I've changed the car filter once. I've actually done that too. <laughs> Last thing I want to get into is our favorite. And we just all took a shot of it. NOS. NOS. So what does NOS mean? Nitrous oxide system. There you go. NOS. So according to D-Sport magazine, um, which D-Sport is probably for like a Honda Civic D motor, um, nitrous is the quickest way to add horsepower to your car. But... It does not come 
without risk. The nitrous mixes with the fuel and can add 30 to 120 additional horsepower. Instantly, right? Instantly. Yeah. But if the engine is not upgraded to handle the increase in fuel needed for the extreme heat it produces, the pistons, the spark plugs, and the valves can melt. And the the, in, the engine will probably blow <laughs> as well. So many engines blew after this movie came out. People put on NOS on their car and... So if you go buy out. like a stock Civic or mm-hmm. stock Acura and you just put in NOS, like you're, you're going to fuck it up. Yeah, it depends on how much you put in. and But yeah, that'll definitely mess it up. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So don't do NOS, kids. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Too late for us. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Um, so it was no- this movie was nominated. So I'm going to switch to awards now. So it was nominated for a lot of awards. I'm just going to go through the ones that it won. It won the ASCAP Award. Most performed songs from motion pictures. It won that. Performed? I, I don't know. Cadillac. Oh, Cadillac Ta. Cadillac Ta. Yeah. For the song "Put It On Me." Mm. Yeah. Um, the BMI Film Music Award for from BT, which is he's the um, he does the music on the on the movie. Mm. Um, Hollywood Breakthrough Award for Breakthrough Male Performance for Paul Walker. He won that. Um, See, I feel like that should have been Vin Diesel. Yeah, I think so. Because too. Paul Walker was already in Varsity Blues and other stuff. I feel like this was Vin Diesel's breakthrough. No, 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 no. Was like a what else was he on? Vin Diesel? No, Paul Walker. What else besides that? Varsity Blues. I didn't know who Vin Diesel was. Until no, he was in, uh, what's it called? Pleasantville? The Pacifier? No, no. Oh, Vin Diesel? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. right. Paul Walker was on Pleasantville. He You're was right. in Pleasantville. Okay. Was he really? Yeah, he was, uh, what's his name? The Sister's Love Interest. Wait, I'm Sorry, thinking of Smallville. I'm thinking of Smallville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Pleasantville with Toby yeah. McGuire and all. Yeah, the black yeah. and white movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that was cool. Oh, you're right. He was on that. Um, it's like, you're so crazy, Mary Sue. You know what I mean? Okay, so they also were nominated for a ton of MTV Movie Awards. The one that they won, though, was Best On-Screen Team, which was Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. So that was kind of cool. Never heard of this, but the Stinkers Award most intrusive musical score what intrusive i mean we'll get into the score trash and trash and treasure probably but i thought the score was did fine. well yeah, yeah it, was it was good yeah so just so you guys know we're coming off the transporter and the score <laughs> was just trash this score was night and day like it was so much better it worked it fit with the mm-hmm. movie yeah so i thought that was kind of weird and then th- i've never heard of this the tour the taurus awards have you heard of that nah Okay, they won a lot of those too. Best driving, best work with a vehicle, best stunt by a stunt woman, best stunt by a stunt man, and then best stunt coordinator and or second unit director feature film. So they won some awards. They were nominated for a shit ton. You can go on Wikipedia and learn, look it up, but there's a ton that they were nominated for. Moving on to the soundtrack and score. So the soundtrack was done by BT. So when I say BT, do you know who that is? Right off the top, no, I don't. I, I thought an electronic music producer. Correct. Yeah, okay. Brian Wayne uh, Transo. I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly. He's an EDM artist. Mm-hmm. He has produced and collaborated and written for artists such as David Bowie, Madonna, Death Cab for Cutie, In Sync, Depeche Mode. Wow. Like, pretty good resume. Jeez. Um, he has also worked on the movie Go, which I didn't see, and Monster. Uh, I think that's the one with. Monster, who's that with? Charlie Stern. Yeah, yeah, that was that one. And he worked on TV shows such as Six Feet Under and Smallville. According to Wikipedia, The Fast and the Furious BT, I'm going to call him BT, uh, he featured a 70-piece ensemble. 
along with polyrhythmic tribal sounds produced by orchestral percussionists banging on car chassis. Sign me up. So the percussionists, instead of using drums or cymbals or whatever, chimes, they're using car chassis that they're banging on. I want to go back and watch it now to see if I can pick up on some of that. So, I, I did not. so they use like car parts and stuff. So like for this movie, did they use auto-tune also? There it is. Hey-o. It was coming. It was coming. <laughs> and then Kerwin was texting us about the soundtrack, see if we listened to it. But I had a had a school Kerwin a little bit. There's two soundtracks. Was it soundtrack yeah. Ratchet? <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was good. That was good. Give me my flowers. <laughs> so there's one called the Fast and the Furious soundtrack featuring hip hop and rap music. Okay. Then there's a second soundtrack called More Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. I and that, that has alternative metal, something called new metal, which I'm guessing is like German metal, and then post grunge music. And then it also features some of his own score too from the movie. But oh. there's two separate soundtracks. But you know the most important song on that second one is Crawling in the Dark by Hoobastank. Oh god. Yeah. Is that song in there? Yeah, it's on the soundtrack. Oh, god. Where is it at in the movie? It, it's not in the movie, but it's it's on the soundtrack. That makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Soundtracks are like that though. Like sometimes yeah. like they don't play every song from the soundtrack in the movie. Like they're just on the soundtrack. Whatever. And then lastly, I just want to get into the DVD. I know Mug is real bummed right now. But it's like I'm over it. <laughs> he poured some wine? He's pouring okay. some more. Um, so we're getting the DVD real quick. So the DVD was released in January 2002. By April of 2002, they had sold more than 5.5 million units. That's pretty good. Yeah, wow. That's not bad. I'm one of them. Me too. I yeah. own the DVD. Not yeah. the blue. I own the DVD. I own the DVD as well. Yeah. I actually think I own two DVD versions of this. <laughs> Um, there was a second DVD. So this one I want to talk about a little bit too because uh, there was a couple releases of it. There was a, a second DVD title release in 2003 called The Tricked Out Edition. It featured a short film called The Turbocharged Prelude from Too Fast, Too Furious. There is a shorter version of the short on the Too Fast DVD, but the longer version uh, is on this Tricked Out Edition. And I don't know if it's called Prelude or Prelude. When I think of Hunter Prelude, mm-hmm. I always think of Prelude, but I'm gonna yeah. say Prelude. Uh, it was. It shows Brian fleeing from L.A. to avoid being arrested. All the way to Florida, right? Yeah, he crosses yeah. over over Arizona, New Mexico, and into Texas, winning street races with his red Dodge Stealth. Interesting car, powerful. Wouldn't wouldn't have picked it. I think Dustin Bryant had a Dodge Stealth. I think he had two of them. Who's Dustin Bryant? Sigma New. Oh, I don't know. That. Recognized fool. Um, <laughs> the cops catch up to him and he dishes the car and hitchhikes. Oh, I know who he is. He hung out with Corey, right? He's like the Marine guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No. Sorry, Dustin. Yeah. No, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. He is a really good dude. I like him a lot, yeah. The Stealth is an interesting car, though. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's twin turbo too, and like, okay. it's... Have you, you know what I'm talking about? Dodge yeah, Stealth? I, it was... I'm there's another very make, vague. There's another make of it too, but there's like a whole club and like subculture really? just with the stealth. The yeah. Stealth. Um, so again, the cops catch up to to Brian O'Connor. He ditches the car and hitchhikes. Um, this good Samaritan uh, picks him up, drops him off at a used car lot. Guess what he finds there? What does he find at the used car Skyline. lot? Skyline. 
A fucking... Oh, are you fucking... Really? A skyline? <laughs> really? Like, he finds that. a green skyline mm-hmm. at the used dealership. And he's like, we're going to sell this legally. <laughs> so he's not... But I mean, wow. he's not going to find like a... I don't know, like a new skyline at a used dealership. So it's a R thirty four, right? That he's driving in mm-hmm. too fast. Yeah, that kind of connects the dots, though. What you're talking about, guys. Okay, so I get it. I get it. <laughs> we gotta connect. The I dots get it. Way. But he's not finding this car <laughs> at some like rinky dink fucking used car lot in the middle of America. Well, I mean, probably look. It's middle America. They probably yeah. don't like. Yeah, maybe they probably don't like those kind of cars. Yeah. They don't like imports. Like it's right hand drive. How are we gonna drive this? I wish you could see the stress on Jason's <laughs> face. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are just putting me on right now. <laughs> he finds this rare car. Oh my god. Anyway, so I even put in my notes. Really? Question mark. Um, <laughs> he hops in this. Uh, Easily found skyline in the middle of America. Really? Question mark. <laughs> he then continues his journey east. Street racing. He, he makes money. He modifies the skyline. He paints it silver. And that's kind of what we see in Too Fast. Um, he makes Great his way movie. to Jacksonville, down to Miami. Then he runs into two of the characters we see in Too Fast. And then the, the screen reads, two, number two, be continued. Be continued. Yeah. Ooh, um, I, I have never seen this part. I was gonna write down the characters' names, but I I don't think they were right. One was like Slapjack, and one was like something else. And I was like, not about to write these down. Yeah, he needs two characters. Yeah, but that's all I got for behind the scenes. I hope that's enough. Did you guys, nice. did you guys know there was a post credit scene in the first uh, Fast and Furious? I I don't remember. Oh, there's a post credit scene. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. No. You so didn't know that? so, is there in the original version? Oh, I don't know. I just I just watched it yesterday. I was like, I don't remember this part. Yeah. So yeah. I I know that there, and that's kind of like what I'm talking about. There's uh-huh. like a, a a whole version of the short, and then there's an abridged version. But mm. I don't think it was on the original release. Was it with okay. Vin Diesel, the one that you saw? I or? thought they put yes. it in the Too Fast Too Furious extra bonus stuff on the DVD, right? So again, yeah. like I said, there there was one that they re-released in okay. 2003 that was called the Tricked Out Edition. Right. But like you're saying, in Too Fast, they also had this prelude too. Uh-huh. Got it. Yeah, because this prelude, they made it what two years after this movie was made. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. did they? So they never made this movie, assuming there was going to be a second one. I think they made this once they made the second one. That's how I feel life. personally. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't find out a lot about it. It was very sh- well, not to say short, but it was it was really short what they had written about it. Let's move on to Trash and Treasure. Dominic, what is your Trash and Treasure with The Fast and the Furious? As I was watching this, I couldn't really like come up with any trash. The only trash I had was uh, Vince just being a prick the whole fucking movie, and then uh, Lance just have, being like a creepy dude, just trying to come off as intimidating, but he's wearing like the most flamboyant outfit, I feel like. The snakeskin pants yeah. were... Like some leather pants. and were like, a little weird to me. Yeah. You're holding an Uzi with a silencer in one hand. Snakes and then pants. all these, all his lines had like a straight face where he's like making no facial expression whatsoever. It was just, it was just weird to me. So I put him in my trash. Uh, other than that, I pretty much enjoyed the rest of the movie. I don't know if it was like the nostalgia of it, or I don't know. I just had no gripes with it. Even when, like you the have cheesy, any trash? Any che- none of the cheesy dialogue bothered me that much. It's just, yeah. Were you coming right off of? At Fast Nine, yeah, watching pretty this? much, yeah. Okay. Like the movie I saw before was Fast Nine. Yeah. Then I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't have any trash. Wait, wait, and then, then seeing the movie, I understand. You don't have that any Johnny Tran was the one that that had the original line of uh, too too soon, and it wasn't Vin Diesel, which I thought was his original line. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it kind of is a treasure too, because I thought it's like a trash and treasure. It's a mixture of both, but I just thought that was weird. Can't believe you didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Come on, man. Well, the in fact, well, I, I think Vin Diesel, it, but... the first race, said like, "I am Groot" or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. I missed that. Said <laughs> 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 <Is it> family. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I enjoyed the whole cast: Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, um, Mia is just the love oh. of my life. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know Michelle Rodriguez. That I was like, oh. okay, yeah, yeah. Did you like her shoes when she first? She, she was the silent. second thing on my trash. Yeah, sorry. Her no, fucking sorry, shoes, sorry, dude. Sorry, I hated sorry. her shoes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't care. Her style. I like. <laughs> I, I, I fucked with it. I fucked with it. The flames and everything. Dude. Yeah, the, the whole flame, style. like three inch sole. It looked shoes. like something Biff would have in Back to the Future too. <laughs> yes, I swear to God. Fashion dude. forward. All right. Yeah, That's yeah. My thought fashion too. forward. And then when she catcalled like the two women sitting next to Vin, she's like, "Man, I smell skanks." I was like, "Okay, dang." She's. I don't know. This is the whole persona. I was like, okay, uh, spicy. <laughs> and I enjoyed the visual aspects of it. Like, I felt like it captured like the humidity. Like when it felt, it looked humid. It felt humid. Yeah. Like everyone's skin looks like sweaty and sticky, especially when that like the tuna shop. I don't know what it was. Is this? It's hot out. Yeah, I know. But I feel like it, it captured like the LA like yeah, heat it, and stuff like that. You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah. And I enjoyed the races. It felt immersive. That's pretty much my trash and treasure. Jason, what is your trash and treasure? Alrighty. Please don't steal the one of all ones <laughs> for me. You and I have this connection of that one liner. But... Okay, I, I'll try not to. Do you know what it is? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I'll go over it. Uh, so my trash, all the graphics on the cars, I hate it. I fucking despise it. Uh-huh. When I look at cars like this, I like them clean. clean I like mm-hmm. no emblems. Mm-hmm. I like when they're shaved down. Like, I don't like any of that shit. I think that had to do with, like, the like we were talking about earlier, like, Need for Speed, how, like, all the decals and, like, the... Well, that's that's just probably the time, you know? Yeah. 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 Customization. But yeah. I, get it. No, I understand you don't like it, yeah. but I, I think the reason we see all that is because that's what just people did at that time. Yeah. No, no, and I, I understand that. I just, like, me personally, like... If trash, like, <laughs> I'll leave it at that trash. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I won't go. Home. Um, the witty banter at the sandwich spot, like with Leon and, and Jesse, was like, Leon's like, Oh, I, I like his haircut, or I like his hair color. I, I don't fucking like that. It's stupid. Um, it hurts my heart really bad when Paul Walker clips the curb with the Ford Lightning. <gasps> yes, that's on my trash, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, how could you not? You can drive, yeah. but you can't park the so, truck. Mm-hmm. This Ford Lightning is a Ford F one fifty that's supercharged, and it's like a pretty rare truck, especially yeah. now. Like mm-hmm. you can't find yep. that. And I was like, I will buy that truck today if I could find it that clean. Mm-hmm. And he clips the curb so goddamn hard. I'm like, you <laughs> son of a bitch, <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, my next trash is I'm just gonna two words: jaw rule, trash. Uh, <laughs> I I didn't mention in the in any of the behind the scenes or anything because we're just not going to um, you, know, you know what you did Firefest. Uh, when Letty uh, when Letty says you we, better we forget <laughs> we forget when Letty says you better pack it up before I leave tread marks on your face I just thought that was super dumb and cringy at least she know. didn't say skin marks I don't know <laughs> true um I thought it was kind of weird, and maybe Geisen can attest to this, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong. But there's no intercooler on the Eclipse. Oh, you going there, in? You going in the technicalities no, and all that? Huh? There's a turbo mm-hmm. that Jesse points out, but there's no intercooler there's on no the front. Intercooler. What's an intercooler? 
So the turbo <laughs> kit, I don't even care. I just it's yeah. like a cooler inside a cooler. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's it's part of like the turbo system, and it helps so the engines get really hot. But usually, it's on the front in the front grill part, and there's nothing there. Maybe it is on the top of the engine, which it could be, and that's what the scoop is for. I'll be honest. Um, they popped the hood. No. We didn't see an intercooler there. Okay, sorry. All right. Yeah. There's no intercooler. I think it's angry, very angry. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> um, when okay, so they go to Little Saigon, right? And they get there, and Paul Walker says, "What the hell was that about?" And yes. then and then Johnny Tran comes back, and Lance comes back, and they shoot the car. Mm-hmm. Then they cut real fast, and they're walking out of Little Saigon. And it's like, "What the hell was that about?" You said it two times. Yeah, you'd be a little more angrier though, right? Too like your car just got blown up. Yeah, or change change the line. <laughs> so the exact same thing that? that you just said. So forget about it, Kurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it's a different thing. Like they left. What was that about? They came back. Yeah. They shot off the yeah. car. What, what was, was that, that about? No, but they. He literally says, "What the hell?" Is that? <laughs> I feel like he like, should have no, been a little bit more angry. The way you said it. <laughs> no, I, I understand. Though it's just like yeah, the way. It seems like it seems like an editing or a dialogue yeah. mistake. Yeah, like if you were to double it up and say, "What was that about?" You yeah. should make it focus to really be more emphasis. On or say, "Who the hell was that?" Or something. The first time. I don't know. <laughs> say anything else. Why the hell did they blow up my car? You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're in my car now. I don't know what's going on. Eighty grand. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm missing something, but why are the cops at this Hollywood house? Oh, they seized it. They seized it during like a raid. Why? Some sort why of raid. Are they, why are they there? Why it's are a, they it's there? A, it's a point contact. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think what happened is yeah. um, there was there was some sort of case they were working on with the truckers. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Actor or something. No, it was a it was a previous case, yeah. and um, they were going through some sort of like um, like fraud undercover type shit and then they seized the house from uh this guy that used to shoot porn out of there yeah. and uh his stepdaughter was Hugh Jackman no you're talking about swordfish I'm not, I, I, I knew where he was going <laughs> no but like there's no reason for them to be there I feel like that is a house owned by some sort of movie product because it's in a bunch of movies right I'm pretty yeah. sure that mo- that house is in a bunch of movies no it is but I just don't understand why they're there yeah you, they it, it oh. yeah it makes perfect sense yeah, because yeah. it's like um they could literally just work out of a precinct Unless the FBI needed a specific office to work out of, and maybe that's why. Because they were all undercover, too, right? That's Mm -hmm. why they handcuffed him. There's different protocols for undercover people, and they can't meet at the precinct. Right, like they don't want anyone following. They they, They have to bring Paul Walker to, like, an area. Maybe, maybe. I mean, we are reaching. I get it. Yeah, I I thought it was weird. Like like you said, Kerwin, why couldn't they do this at a precinct or something? I don't know. Why they have to rent out this huge house? It probably costs a shit ton of money. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, This is just a personal trash. when Letty says, let's eat some grub, I hate the word grub. I just hate that word. I fucking despise it. Um, let's eat some grub, man. That's what she says. I hate that. So, like, there's there's a place in Huntington called Grub Shack. I'll never eat never. it. <laughs> grub Shack. Grub Shack. Okay, so after they do the last hijacking scene and, like, Vince is all fucked up, you know, why doesn't Dom take the Supra? They take Leon's Civic, mm-hmm. the one that's not damaged now, because Letty's is fucked, Dom's got shot. All we got left is Leon's Civic and the Supra. The Supra spinned out, spinned out, sorry. And now we just have those two cars. Why don't they take both cars to leave Paul Walker stranded? They just found out he's a, a police officer. Vince is being helicoptered off because he got injured. 
why did they leave him with the the, the most powerful car that they own? Maybe Family. they can. Maybe he knows that he's a cop. You can. They can track it. I don't know. Yeah. I think maybe it got stuck in the dirt and they couldn't get it out. But Paul Walker could get it out on his own. Oh, you're right. It's Paul. It's Paul Walker. Sorry, I'm I'm trying to believe this. <laughs> I mean, no, no matter. I'm thinking about it. I I'm watching this. I'm like, why don't they take his car? No matter what we come up with, I you know it's gonna be bullshit. Us making it up. But I think. I, you know, there's tons of reason. Like, oh, like he saved Vince out of the goodness of our hearts. Let's let him have it. To your point, Dominic, they could probably tra- track it because he's a cop. Mm-hmm. Or it's just like we're. I don't want to fuck with Paul Walker no more. So I don't want to take any of his shit. And he just goes with his boys. Or know? it's just like we gotta hurry up and find fucking yeah. Jesse. Let's get the fuck out of here. Like yeah. it could be that too. So yeah, no, I, it could be a lot of things. I just yeah. thought it was like weird. Cause like you just found out like Dom's obviously upset. Like yeah. why don't you just fucking leave this motherfucker out there? These Civics are tuned. They're turboed. They're mm. straight piped because they're fucking loud as fuck. Like, like it can go fast, but why don't you take the Supra? And there's another like little bench in the back. Like you can throw whoever in the back if you need to. You know, you can throw me in back there. Like who cares? I don't know. I just thought it was weird. Yeah. Um, Jesse dying. Yeah. The reason I put that in here is because I watched the behind the scenes on mm-hmm. the DVD. Or no, no, it was a different behind the scenes. But they go back to the house and Jesse's actually like a guest, like commentator, and like where he like. Hey, this is like from 2017, and like where he like died at, and like he like does everything, and it's like he hasn't done a whole lot since then. Um, but I think they didn't know that this franchise is going to take off so much. But I think a lot of people really like Jesse's character, and like we yeah, were talking I about, I love Jesse's I character. I did too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing all like all the what the, the specs, and yeah, like, what, it was like a CAD. Design. Something about yeah. engines yeah. calms me down. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he kind of reminds me of Mouse from the Matrix. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought it was like his like we're talking about like how certain characters have certain roles, and mm-hmm. I thought like in this first one they define that even loosely, but better than they do in the rest of the films. And I thought he had a certain job. I was bummed to see him die. And like when he's talking about it, you can just see like the pain in his eyes where it's like, fuck, I wish they wouldn't have killed me off. Or like there was like conspiracy theories like he was still gonna return in in another movie and he never did. And it's like, that kind of bums me out. Yeah. I think it added a level of devastation towards the end that I feel like I really, you know, sometimes you don't wanna just go for that that cheap shot and just to do it, but I thought that I was really attached to that character and when it happened I was like, damn. Yeah. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So Especially when he lost the race too, you felt for him Mm -hmm. because he was like his whole goal was just him and his dad and do uh all that and he was this close to having it. Yeah. And he got played by Johnny Tran. Yeah, when he was just driving away and you could just see it in his face. I mean, we didn't know at the time he didn't have any brakes, but <laughs> uh, my last trash, and then I'll, I'll run through my treasure real fast. Um, the last one is just you can s- like clearly see the ramps where the dirt bikes are following Paul Walker and the Supra. Mm-hmm. You can see the ramps where they just like I showed Elizabeth, and she's like, "That's fucking ridiculous." And I was like, "You're right, it is, but I love it." <laughs> but that's that's a, that's the trash. So my treasure real quick, I'll run through it real fast. I'm sorry. Um, the opening scene uh, with the three black Civics. Love it. Yes. I don't know why, but I love mm-hmm. that. I love with the, the black and green and the green tin, underglow, yeah. dude. Yeah. I, I love it. The body kit's a little much, but it fits, and I love that opening scene. I like, like how the, the Civic just stays under the trailer just, for a cool oh, minute dude. and then comes back out. I was like, I love it. Yeah. And they're loud, and it's I I just I love it, man. When I was young, I used to think that underglow was the coolest thing. I, I don't know. I thought it was really cool. Um, Brian with the eclipse. 
and then having the F-150 Lightning, I'm like, man, you got like some of the coolest cars in this whole mm-hmm. fucking movie, and I feel like he doesn't even appreciate it. But he fucking <laughs> <had> <laughs> ungrateful. Um, I, I like the the now I'm in your face from Vin. I feel like that's like a cool meme. Like now I'm in your face <laughs> and put someone's face on. I love that part. Yeah. Um, the score isn't my f- like my favorite score, but I feel like again we we talked about the transporter earlier today. This fits the movie mm. way better, I, in my personal opinion. Like I said, uh, besides the Super and the Charger, the Eclipse is one of the best sounding cars of the movie. I think the Eclipse at the Dodger Stadium, I think it sounds awesome. Um, I'm never going to forget this, but so I went to go watch this movie with my mom and in the theaters. When Vin Diesel says, uh, I live my life a quarter mile at a time, my mom was like, man, this is such a horrible way to live. <laughs> She's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, she's not wrong, but it's it's funny. Uh, like I said, the, my favorite car is Hector's Hatch outside of uh, Racer's Edge. Uh, the Charger's badass. Um, I think it's funny when the cops grab, I think it's Lance, um, when he's eating with his family. The Undertaker slam. And Lance is running, yeah. and they grab him, and his feet are just like yeah. flailing in the air. I don't know why, but I was laughing my balls off. Yeah. Um, when they raced the Ferrari, I thought that was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, when Letty knocks out Tran's cousin, and then the end racing, I think, was was pretty badass, even though, like, I don't know, I think I appreciate it more knowing it was just like a single little cylindrical, like, like ramp. Rod that just turned it. And in. it just turned, like, that's, it was amazing. That's my trash and treasure. All right, so my trash and treasure, I'm going to start with the trash. Uh, do we ever investigate the guys that are tipping off Dom's crew? Because the movie opens with somebody at the loading docks tipping him off. Remember when he's asking for, like, a cut? So, like, do we ever investigate that that point? Um, you know, I, I kind of feel like with that happening, it might be a much larger operation involving people other than just the drivers. So I thought that was kind of kind of a thing they kind of left out. Um, I know it's 2001, but can you really just pull up to like Dodger Stadium and just fuck up, fuck yeah, around with your car? Yeah. Like, you can't really do that. I don't think so. Um, and then uh, you know Brian and his sandwich choice garbage. I mean, it's the most bland sandwich you can ever order, but it's still better than Subway that doesn't even use real tuna. Um, Letty's outfit. She looks like an avatar from DDR. You know, like when you play and the characters like dancing while you're playing. <laughs> She dresses just you, like a DDR. You would draw that comparison. <laughs> she she looks like yeah. like a DDR avatar. Like Afro Nova, like Afro Nova, and then Letty pops up. Yeah. <laughs> she just like dancing around and shit. Um, and then one thing, and then one thing that bothers me is like, what is up with Letty's just eyebrows and like looks and her mouth and like the the weird she's never happy everything you said is on my treasure I can't believe it (laughs) everything about Letty bro I I loved how she looked dude I'm just saying like she always has like this like she's always like poking up one eyebrow over her glasses and like you liked how she looked yeah I did I thought I will back that up really I think she's beautiful I think she's looked way better in other movies I think this movie does not depict her well though yeah it's just it's just to me it's just like funny like I can't even take it seriously because she's just having these like weird faces and and all this other shit I'm just like peeking over the glasses poking her lips out the whole time I'm just like you know we get it like you're you're the, the, the lead female you're a tough chick 
You could fucking, you know, no. punk Vin Diesel. Like, we get it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Vince, overall, like, Vince needs to chill the fuck out. Yeah. Like, this man, my man is wearing a fucking camo tank top with a fishnet tank top yeah. on top. Why do you need two tank tops? Just wear one. Um, doesn't matter. And then I think they cycle through the soundtrack a little too quickly. I believe when they go to the first race, they cycle within one minute. They go through like two or three songs in the soundtrack they when do. they have that first race, and I'm like, yeah, just chill. And they they very carefully make sure to play Ja Rule song once Ja Rule shows up. Yeah, yeah. I don't is know. it the too fast? Yeah, too I think serious. so. Yeah, yeah, it's just like it's we're going fast, fast. Yeah, it's just nah, I'm it's not the feeling rule, it. Baby. Um, I do want to say this though. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Now nah, you're good. Um, I do want to say this though. Um, you know, shout out to Hector as a character. He, like he, he's one of my favorite characters. Like he's so nice to Brian he when is. Brian shows up. Yeah. He's the first one to, to say what's up, ask him about his car, all this stuff. Like I know earlier I said um, he shows up in seven, but when I wrote this down, I was like, why don't we bring like these other characters back? Like if we can't, you know, unfortunately Paul Walker passed away, but like let's find people from the first and second movie, like Suki and Hector and like other people and bring them Ooh, back. You know Suki. what I'm saying? I think it's yeah. funny too that Hector's like keeping his Honda station wagon it's like the sleeper he's like you see that I ain't racing that tonight I'm like damn right you're not racing yeah. this goddamn station wagon and it's, it's funny you say that because this is, this is literally my next trash so there's a bit of dialogue that always bugs the shit out of me it's like when Brian is talking to Hector Hector says I'm not cutting her loose tonight you know talking about his car and then Brian says why not and before Brian can even finish saying the word not Hector's already like nah it's cause I'm going legit and it's just like Paul Walker doesn't even finish his sentence. He's like, why not? Nah, it's because I'm going legit. And he doesn't even give him enough time to, to finish his sentence. He's on the Naira circuit, man. Yeah, he's on that Nas. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, when the people are chasing Dom, why doesn't Toretto just stay in the parking garage with his car? Yes. Dude, that's like how I was going to lead into my trash and treasure. Yeah. It's, I don't get it, dude. Yeah. yeah like he, he had no reason to get out. Nobody exactly. knew he was up there. Yeah. And then he ended up getting that car back anyway. Like, he has it later on in the movie. In GTA, you would just stay in there until the, the stars go away. Yeah, like, he, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. they end up getting his car back later in the movie, so, like, he could have just crashed there for the night and just mm-hmm. drove home the next day. The only reason he got caught was because he walked outside and his big-ass ball head was reflecting now, all the lights. I don't recognize him walking down the street like that, too. Toretto, freeze, Toretto. I recognize that leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and big ass ball head on that. He got the, the cross, everything like that. Um, and then when the police are chasing Dom, it seems like a pretty big coincidence that Brian was able to pick up uh, Dominic and save his ass. Like it would have been an even bigger plot point or better written if that whole chasing was coordinated and the police cooperated with Brian to isolate Dom. So that way he had no choice but to get a ride from Brian therefore pushing him into the crew like that would have been like a, a way to uh, more intelligently write this scene like use this as an opportunity to separate him from the rest of the pack so that he has no choice but to accept brian into into the fold so i think i think that would have been a much better way to write it um we never talk about brian's blown up vehicle ever again like i feel like that busted ass car that they get from harry or whatever mm-hmm. should have been the car that got fucked up at the beginning that way you can restore the same car because that second car was totaled and destroyed and exploded too why not just take the car he left in Little Saigon you know Um, and the Eclipse was probably not a 10 second car either I wouldn't bet my money on it yeah um, you know trash to Dom's crew for just having a party not only did they not look for him they threw a party 
at his house. Letty was just playing video games and shit. Yeah, his, yeah. his own girl was playing yeah. video games. See, this this is why people follow Hoodville on Instagram yeah. because of shit like that. It's ridiculous. Um, She's like, come give me a back rib. I'm like, bitch, you like, I think, it's like, I think, I think you need to give me a massage. Yeah, it's like, bitch, like, you just like, let me hang I in. I led the police, yeah. but his car got blown up. Mm -hmm. I almost got shot, like, and he's, I walked 20 miles home. He's had a long day. Like yeah. maybe, maybe his hands hurt. And like, I won the race. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus it, Christ. It's just like, I, I want, think you need to give me a massage. And I'm I want like, eight large in the fucking yeah. eclipse that blew up. Like, chill the fuck out. Um, also, uh, you can have any beer you want as long as it's a Corona. So we're starting off that trend for the movies. Um, and then... Um, you know, poor Jesse, man. You know, like oh. we just talked about, I, I wish he, he would have come back. I, I liked his character a lot. Uh, when Dom and Vince catch Brian sneaking around Hector's garage, Dom says, nod if you understand me. And then Vince yells, nod. And I'm just like, yo, chill. What if he did not understand him? <laughs> like, give him a chance to answer. Like, you know, like, what if he really didn't understand? Um, just got knocked in the head with a shotgun. Yeah. yeah. And then Brian sleeping on his twin bed in Harry's garage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. With no door. Like, I get it. Like, Harry's cooperating with the police also, but it's just like, no door, nothing like that. Like, you just sleep in the garage like that. That's you still can Nas. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> and then uh, Jason, I actually have well, a question for you. can't take him back to his real place. No, I, I, yeah, I yeah. no, but they could have at least set him up with an yeah, apartment, yeah. like a lookout spot or something mm. like that. They could have done that. Uh, but Jason, I do have a question for you. Yeah. So we talked about the race with the Ferrari, mm -hmm. right? It reminds me of that time your neighbor made you watch the race from Gone to 60 Seconds. Yes. And I have to ask you, did your neighbor make you watch this race over and over too? You know what? He did not. Okay. He did not. And Gone to 60 Seconds, what was that, 99, 2000? I believe so. Yeah, I, I think he had a huge affinity for the, the race in Gone to 60 Seconds because it was an SI. Mm -hmm. And that's what he claimed to have. I think he had an EX and you'd have an SI. Oh, so he lying. Guess what? I had an SI at one point. Oh. I had an SI. Nice. That was fun as fuck. But, um, no, I he didn't question me about that. But that's a, that's a good question. Like, because I brought that up to you guys, too. The, the hard thing is, is, like, with cars like the Supra, it's just you don't know what kind of mods. And I, I think David can attest to this. Like, you can't imagine the mods that can be done to this because... There are Supers out there with 2,000 horsepower, and this Ferrari that's stock is not even breaking 400 horsepower. Mm. So it's like, it's hard to say what could beat that. And uh, another trash, you know, Jesse, just give up the goddamn car. Give up the car. Like, mm. why, and also, why would you race for slips in the first place? Everybody around here is walking around with two grand in their pocket. Yeah. Is there a reason you need to give up your car? It's is for his dad getting out of jail. He wants to have a car too. Well, that's what he's trying to do. Pink, pink slip for pink slip. You know what I mean? He's trying to get the extra car. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I get that. But like, he's taking a real risk considering yeah. like he doesn't race ever, which is which is crazy to me. I I don't understand why he would do that. I mean, he said his pops was getting out of jail soon. Mm. So you know what's the rush, dude? Like, mm. chill. Um, and then. Uh, Dom gives Brian directions to Race Wars in order to evaluate his performance, right? And we talk about Race Wars the whole time, the whole movie, and we never get to see Brian at Race Wars. And we've been talking about it, you know, all movie long. And I know we kind of get the, the race between them two, the second race at the end of the movie, which is fitting, but we spend so much time talking about it. Nothing significant happens at Race Wars for the for the major plot yeah like jesse gets killed or whatever because the, the main plot johnny johnny Tran well that, i'm getting i'm getting I'm, yeah, I'm getting yeah, there yeah. i'm getting there so like 
but like Johnny Tran doesn't fit into the main plot. The main plot is Paul Walker needs to catch Vin Diesel, right? All all this Jesse shit that that just happens out of nowhere. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Johnny Tran could still have his beef with Dom and all that other shit, but like that's just more accusatory as opposed to having like proof or anything. Like all all the other stuff doesn't matter because at the end of the day, Paul Walker still has to catch Vin Diesel. So my whole thing is just like the only thing that comes out of race wars is like circumstantial. You know what I'm saying? But do you think? Well, sorry, oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say like we're talking about Kenley's article too. Like, do you think? They're trying to tie that in because that was like the ending point of mm-hmm. Kenley's article was about the tri-state area drag race that was like the first legal drag race, you know, between the, the tri-state area and the East Coast. So maybe that's their way of tying that in and like paying homage to, to that article. Yeah, if they if they want to do that, that's fine. It's just like they make a big deal out of race wars the entire but movie. But nothing comes out of yeah, it. Yeah, nothing nothing mm-hmm. huge that's comes out of it. Uh, yeah, where the biggest turning point in the movie is where they do that job and Brian has to reveal himself as a cop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nothing at race wars forces him to reveal himself as a cop. And with that being said, why does Dom choose to do that job that day at that moment when they're down a guy? There's no external pressure to make him want to do that job at the moment. He just got in a fight with uh, Johnny Tran. Nothing about that says, I have to pull this job. And now, Jesse's fucked right now at the yeah, moment. Jesse's yeah, Jesse's fucked. It's just like, there's no reason for us to pull this job in the middle of race wars to just go out to Palm Springs. There's no, there's no reason to make him do that. I think it would have been cool. Like We saw like when they called Paul Walker when he's like in Racer's Edge, like sleeping on that thing. Like if they called him, like maybe he missed a call, like and that was Dom, like bringing him in after Race Wars, like say Paul Walker proved himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the second call is like the police captain saying, hey, they're pulling another job right now. You got to go get these guys. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he pulls out in the Supra. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Like yeah. they don't really take advantage of the race horse thing. You're right. Yeah. Or maybe maybe the confrontation the confrontation with Johnny Tran, something within that forces him to go. Because remember he earlier he talks about a business deal gone bad, and that's yeah. why he doesn't really fuck with Johnny Tran. What if Johnny Tran had put him up to for put him up to making sure he committed this job tonight, that night? Like what if that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that altercation. Some like debt that needs to be paid or something. Exactly. Yeah. Like your or he boy has to go do it. Yeah, yeah, I got fucked over. You already owe me for a previous thing, and your boy Jesse ran off. And like this is the only way we can redeem Jesse. Yeah, maybe and that so, was the situation. It just wasn't revealed. Yeah, in the, yeah. They in don't. The yeah, they don't say it in the script or the yeah. dialogue. Like so. Like Jesse runs off with the car. They botch the job for Johnny, and then that's when Johnny decides to come by and do the drive by because mm-hmm. he got fucked over twice probably. Yeah. You know okay. that that would have made more sense. Um, and then I do not like the low frame rate slow mo on their faces when they're approaching the train tracks. I, I don't mm-hmm. like that shit. I don't like it. I agree. Yeah. And then uh, my last one is uh, it's kind of like karma, isn't it? Like Dom was stealing from all these trucks, and at the end, it's a truck that caused him to wreck his dad's car. It's it's kind of ironic when you think about it. Like he gets clipped by that vehicle, and he you know he flips and whatnot. But that's most of my trash. It's just like you know looking at the plot and and seeing what makes sense. But overall, I really do like this movie. You know, I am impressed with the stunts, like the real stunts that they do with the cars. Um, I love, I love um, all this, like the chase scenes, um, even even the stuff that's not real, like bits of the drag race that they're doing uh, in the street, like the way they they edit in and out of the cars to the real footage, to the yeah. fake footage, to the green screen stuff in the cockpit. I think the editing is really well 
well done. I like the little character moments they put in the movie, like Brian being the only driver to like go over the line, and he has to go in reverse. So I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. You know, Monica, and the way she she plays them right after. um, You know, right (laughs) after. (laughs) (laughs) Like when Ja Rule loses, like I I die every time I watch that. Fuck you then. (laughs) Um, I think one of the best moments is when Dom gives that speech. You know, he's just like, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. You know, just got his arms open. Like, there's so much, like, atmosphere in mm-hmm. that scene. Like, he he just looks like a fucking G. Like, he just owns the spot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, that the whole the whole atmosphere of the race is is incredible. You know, Jordana Brewster, of course. And well, the way- I just want to chime in. After watching Fast 9, it made me appreciate this one more because we got more backstory, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, like, when they go in the garage, like, Dom and Brian, yeah. and they get the whole backstory, like, oh, I was doing stock car races with my dad, da-da-da, clip the edge. Um, well, I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't seen it, but it just gives more backstory to the first movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also like the way that Mia curves Vince, because she's just like, oh, what's that Cuban restaurant you've always wanted no, yeah. to take hey. me to? You take me there. I was just like, damn, that's that's foul. And um, I mean, overall, I really, I really love all this shit. In that in that moment, I forgot that is my treasure. But they were watching Legends of of the Legend of the Dragon, the mm -hmm. Bruce Lee movie, and I used to watch that all the time as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, after uh, he walks back out, yeah, 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 yeah. from the microwave. Fuck yeah! All right. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, overall, I I I do like that. I like. um, Whoa! I do love uh, two things. I love the uh, the glow stick dude when they're at race wars at night. <laughs> he's got on a visor. He's yes. got on like glasses and a visor, and he's just playing with his little glow sticks. And then, um, and it's still kind of like it's like dusk still. Yeah, like, there's still some light outside. Like, Those are the brightest. The brakes, like not quite ready for that yet. <laughs> yep. And then uh, I love when Letty punches Lance. I love like when they're at race oh, wars yeah. and Lance rolls up and yeah. like. Letty just knocks this motherfucker she's out. Dog. out. She's just a badass. She's a Lance badass. Gets fucked yeah. up yeah. this whole movie. Yeah, so I, I love all the characters. I love Making everything. Creepy ass faces, dude. And then, uh, and then uh, one more thing. If you look in the credits, you know how they have like the little montage of the cars and stuff. Yeah. If you look closely, you can see a stuffed Pikachu and Gengar plushies on top of a car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can you really? Yeah. There's like giant oh, Pokemon shit. plushies in there. Yeah. So wow. that's about it. Yeah. All right, David. What is your trash and treasure? All right. Well, I'm gonna start with my trash. Uh, I'm gonna say my trash first off is that NOS is like the highlight of why the cars win like when you time it that you even have it is the main reason for the most part I thought that was pretty trash because there's a lot more that goes into power and you know you know I don't want to say street racing but don't you appreciate like like an all-motor car an all-motor yeah you know and I feel like a lot of people going into this they they appreciated that and to see that NOS was just thrown in which is like couple hundred bucks to put it on like the steroids of a car yeah exactly for something that's not full-time so i thought that was kind of trash um the over exaggeration of everything granted it's hollywood you're gonna do it yeah uh i I thought that was that was trash um i first put on here that watch your back was not on the soundtrack because that was my most favorite part was watch your watch your watch your back (laughs) watch your back and obviously, you put it's in on, that sandwich. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> obviously, it was on the additional soundtrack. So, still trash. Should have been on the first one, song number one, and every other song should have been that on the soundtrack. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so not too much trash. I think some of the stuff that was trash on there could have been turned into treasure. Well, actually, the first part, if you're going to really future-proof a movie, you don't put Panasonic TVs, 12-inch TVs with VHS players that they're stealing as this precious cargo. Like, 
that kind of dated it, but I thought that trash was treasure because first thing, you know, it's funny. Oh yeah, they're stealing all these old DVD players. Cool. Um, treasure, bad bitch Letty. Like y'all say that she was not, you know, her her style, her platforms, her glasses. Nah, that is bad bitch Letty number one. <laughs> Bad bitch lady. <laughs> BBL. <laughs> BBL, all right? Uh, I thought the Ford Lightning that he drove as a oh. work truck was badass. Super cool. Like, to, okay, by the way, we're going to have you deliver parts in a, you know, almost 400 horsepower truck with a supercharger on it, you know. So that was pretty cab, cool. Yeah. red, like, badass. Yeah, and I figured I'd bring that up when the new F-150 Lightning just got released, the announcement for, like, last week for the new one. Oh, shit. So, yeah, but it's all electric, but it is way faster than the last one. Like, oh, 500, really? seven, 700 foot-pounds of torque. Anyways, all electric. Damn. Um, so, what I did like was Treasure, and I didn't realize until the other Fast and Furious movies came out, was the straight-line racing, point A to point B. None of this... You know, we're going to go around in a circle and we're going to jump over this and that. I feel like it was realistic. Granted, you can only go so far with straight line, point A to point B. I thought Vince, uh, sorry, uh, Vin Diesel once, he verbally said last week that he will do a Fast and Furious musical. That is treasure. So uh, <laughs> I think I just yeah, imagine that in my head, you know, but. Um, I never knocked on nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Granny shifting, not double touching. Brazil. <laughs> Anyways. I don't know. That's awesome. <laughs> so that could be trash, but you never know. If it actually happens, which it never will, I think that's treasure. I thought when they actually did the straight line racing, granted it was, it was um, you know, CGI, the distortion of the landscape when they were racing when it was fixed on a car that was slowly creeping forward, I think that added to the effect. I think you needed to do something to really feel the racing and, you know, seeing that car creep up and add speed. I thought that was that was that was actually pretty good. Yeah, I think Rob Cohen talked about that. It's like it's hard to show speed like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And I know they elongated the sequence, like it's not a ten second race, but mm -hmm. they, they talked about how hard it is to show like people going super fast in a car like yeah. that for a long time. So. And then you have multiple drivers too, like it's tough. Yeah. I think Vince, Brian, Mia, the triage, any interactions they had that you were talking about, like, you know, I'm taking you to that restaurant. I think their whole interaction throughout the whole thing was treasure. And the last line was, he's like, he was in my face. I'm in your face. That's my, that's my top treasure. It's an amazing treasure. Yeah. I love that treasure. Dialogue's good in this movie. It is yeah. good. All right, Muggs, what is yours? I'll get through this quick because you covered everything. Um, all you guys did, Dodger Stadium scene, like how do you get in to like, test a car? Like that's not available. I'm sorry, I'm on trash right now. Letty Shoes, Paul Walker parking the red truck. <laughs> I feel like Ja Rue is the worst actor of all time because ja all of his... Ja Rule. Whatever it is. The I'm rule. tipsy because I got through this whole thing. It's the rule, baby. <laughs> Every one of his lines was like a voiceover in a studio, right? Like he had to redo it. Um Okay, they make Dom out on the streets right after the races. How come they never follow up on that? Like, they say, Toretto, freeze, and he just, like, runs, but, like, they never address this. He just leaves, and he's free. I mean, the cops, I mean, they, they, they made him out to be there, and he ran from him. I don't know, whatever, dude. 
You guys never brought up Ted. I thought Ted was the worst casting of this whole thing. Ted, this villain, with the guy, where are they, Ted? Where are? And he's like, got to kiss his shoes at the where. You know, oh, you know, Ted was horrible. Oh, you remember Ted? Like, oh yeah, he's awful. Uh, whatever, dude. Um, the stuntman from Wait, which one's Ted? The guy that stole, I guess, the engines. Oh, or, yeah. and uh, Johnny Tran makes like, him kiss like his that boots? guy's the one that crosses Johnny Tran. Yeah. Like, oh. I don't get it, dude. You know. Okay. This is one thing you didn't bring up. So Vince does his whole thing when he gets in trouble at the very end, right? They rescue him on the car. Why don't they just keep him in the car or just ride outside of the car, put him on that field? They drag him like a hundred feet like into the field to then like assess him and that's when they mm. call him the chopper. Like what what's the point of that? Because they were assuming there was gonna be a cop involved and an airlift was gonna be in I don't understand why he's like, like look at it, he's like a hundred feet away from the car. Helicopter like the guy's clearance. like on life support. Yeah. I would imagine Paul Walker imagined that a cop. Yeah. He's like get trash. life flight you gotta get. Um Chasing at the end, Jason, you brought it up with the ramps. But here's my thing, Lance, right? He, he just shot up Jesse, right? Yeah. Pissed Dom off. Dom wants revenge. So Dom's chasing him or whatever with, along with Paul Walker and hits him and he rolls down the hill, right? He doesn't die. Like, Lance doesn't die. And Dom just looks like, we're even. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, that's all you, like, that, that's all you, that's the vengeance? Like, like look at it. He just rolls down the hill and he goes like, yep, yeah. we're even. And just walks away. Like, that's all we hear about Lance, dude. Lance should have, like, crashed headfirst into a car and exploded. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what should have happened. So, let me get into treasure, though. I think the first heist, like you guys talked about, the cars, the green oh, lighting so underneath. Cool. It was so cool. I love the green eclipse. Here's where some of the things that I love, Jason, I thought you were going to bring it up, but like the lines, what did you put in that sandwich? I thought that was like a great line. Uh, Jesse's line about Ali, you know, you can't just step in with Ali because you think you can box. I like love that line. But like my favorite of all time is when, and Juice used to always say this, when he's making fun of Paul Walker's character with Mia, and he goes, and he's trying to make popcorn, and then he realizes he's rejected because she wants to date Paul Walker. So he walks out and they go, where's the popcorn? He goes, make your own goddamn popcorn. <laughs> I just I love that fucking scene, dude. I think it's the greatest, dude. And Juice used to say that all the time. All the time, dude. I don't know how I missed um, that. Yeah. The car sounds, I think, are like like legit, as well as the shifting. Like, the, yeah. pff, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just, I love that. Uh, Lance just getting his ass kicked, like the Undertaker slam by the FBI oh, agents, um, and also Letty giving him the right hook right there as he's coming oh, out. Yeah. The guy goes feet first in like so many parts, you know. Um, and again, when you do the research, the muscle car flip scene at the end. Again, I don't know a lot about cars, but I do know a lot about barbecuing. The chicken, <laughs> while they're doing that, when they're doing the barbecuing, looks delicious as fuck, dude. Like, I want to be at that barbecue, dude. I'm telling you. And I have to end with Mia. I think she's just gorgeous, man. So, yeah, yeah that's my treasure. She's a yeah. uh, very pretty lady. Yeah. yeah. She ain't had no ass, though. Doesn't matter. That's sad, though. I mean, yeah, that's a thing. But yeah. you know what? She, she, she's still a winner. Yeah. I just love the one treasure is the chicken. <laughs> In a movie about bar, cars. It doesn't look good, dude. <laughs> It's so good, dude. I don't know about cars, but I know about barbecue, man. I'm telling you, that was a good barbecue. Just because you said that, you say grace. I mean, uh, we, we kind of talked about this off mic a little bit, but, you know, we all know this is a point break. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, let's let's just be real. Just in case anybody listening is like, oh, why are you talking about point break? It's because we all know it. So Point break. Point break. Reskinned. Yeah. Donnie Brasco. It's like any kind of movie where like a cop infiltrates something. I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, you know point break is a, is a pretty good depiction of this. Yeah. You know what's funny? I watched this on HBO Max and like the movie suggestions after that were like underclassmen and fucking... You know the movie with Nick Cannon, where he goes undercover at like a rich high school? 
No, none I, of can't, I can't remember. What? Sounds familiar. What's know. the name of it? Underclassmen. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh. Is that new? Old? No, it's old. Dog. Yeah, it's I never, old. I never, <laughs> I never seen that it's shit. It's got Rosalind Sanchez. Yeah, I seen Twenty One Jump Street though. So. Well, yeah. Again, another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Under, yeah. yeah undercover movies. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now that we've gone through Trash and Treasure, let's get into ticket prices. Dominic, how much are you paying to watch The Fast and the Furious? I want to say this is a classic. It's like, I feel like all Californians have either watched this at one point in their life. You don't know how many Toretto jokes I've gotten over the years because of this movie. It's just, it's become like a, you know, something close to my heart. But uh, I want to say I'll give it a 15 just because we've seen this type of movie before. Like we were talking about, it's Point Break Reskinned. So um, I enjoyed everything about it, but I just can't give it a 20, you know? Okay. I get it. Cool. Uh, Jason, how much are you paying? Oh, I'm struggling, man. I'm, I'm between a 10 and 15. It's tough. Uh, I guess if I'm thinking about the franchise overall, I, I hold this movie near and dear. I don't yeah. know why, but I do. I'm going to give it a 15. Yeah. I have to give it a 15. Mm-hmm. I think the cars are badass, and I think outside the stickers and shit, but I think the cars are badass, and I love how they stick to the street racing element of it. I think that, like, yeah. especially reading about the Ra- Racer X and Kenley's article, I think that although it wasn't, it didn't pick, didn't depict it like 100%, it was like the subculture and all the culture around it, they did a good job of it. I think, you know, 15, I'm gonna get 15. Yeah, it's very immersive and... It is, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like all those, all the brands, all of everything, I and mean, the Nas thing outside of it, like Nas was a brand too before this, but it's like, like all the other brands, like if you look like HKS and Gretty and all these other brands are just like stamped everywhere. And it's like, they really do immerse you into it. If you look up stuff like this, these are all real racing brands. It's not bullshit. Yeah. Like they really do it. I don't know. And they talk about like the two Jay-Z engine and the mm-hmm. Supra that like, they keep to some of the elements. They don't keep to everything, but they show that like a souped up Supra can be a Ferrari. Like, yeah. I don't know, they, they do that. I, I gotta go 15. Uh, I'm going 15. Um, I, look, I got, I got. There are certain things that I'm pointing out with the plot or whatever, but that's just like you know nitpicking, you know, to to clean clean the script up a little bit. You know what sure, I'm saying? Yeah. But like everything else is just stuff that I'm looking at, and I'm like, huh, that seems impossible, or huh, that doesn't seem likely. Those, that's what the the majority of my trash is like. Uh, I love the chemistry between the characters. Um, I think the dialogue for this kind of movie is actually pretty damn good. Yeah, I think it that is. like yeah. every character on screen has chemistry. I, I think there's no awkward moments, huh? Yeah, there's no awkward yeah. silences, whatever. You know, um, I, I think everything just works. And to your point, Dominic, like you are immersed in the culture. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's why one of my favorite scenes is like Vin Diesel giving his speech after he beats Brian. Is just like you feel like you're there. You feel like you're being introduced to this whole new world. Like and you're I, in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. I, I I love it. There's such an energy to this movie, and you know the fact that they did it just like it's like a B movie with unknown actors and. You know, all the stunts are legit, and the way they edit everything is is just done so well. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 15. I'm gonna go 15. Uh, yeah. David, uh, how much are you paying? You know, I don't want to go with what everyone's saying, but 15 has been in my head the whole time. The reason is this is this is a, a gem. I feel because not only, like you said, it immerses in a culture, but I feel that this culture is not going to be existent. Be obviously because first of all, you can barely even find a manual transmission car to buy. Like most don't even have that. Yeah. Um, so I feel that there's um, there's almost like a. I don't want to say an aura about it, but there is something about it that is going to be 
almost like an antiques roadshow type thing. So I, I think definitely 15. It's not a gem that is going to be a culture that everyone's going to be interested in, mm-hmm. but it definitely sums up my childhood. All right. And uh, Mugga? I, I just think that this is a movie that has aged very well. Um, and it's solid. I, I can't give it a 20, but I, I think a solid 15. And I know nothing about cards, but it engaged me. <laughs> so, so I'm going to give it a solid 15. And with that being said, that rounds it out. Yeah. Very, very easy. We're giving what? this a solid 15. Can we talk about why we're not giving it a 20? When I look at a 20, I feel like it's a movie. I don't have the four pillars. Okay, like Blaine. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's something that is very iconic, mm-hmm. which this is borderline right there. Yeah. But... I just feel like something like a Jurassic Park or something else where it's like revolutionary. More original. There you go. Where this, I mean, we just admitted they copied Point Break for the most part. But they did a good job of what they did and it ignited a franchise. Mm. I just think that I don't think it puts it in the elite of elite movies where it's winning Academy Awards, stuff like that. But I still think it did its job very well. And that's why it's like, it's right there at a 15. Yeah, I was thinking, sorry. It's two things for me. The, the soles of Letty's shoes. If they were if they were thinned down a little bit. Bad second, bitch, Letty, you better. There's no second, cooler. There's no cooler on the Supra. <laughs> second, if um, if Brian O'Connor did not hit the curb with the F twenty fifty, then it's a twenty. But he, yeah. both those things happen. Fifteen for me. Yeah, because I think about the one of the movies I gave a twenty to is like Back to the Future. I was thinking about what elements. You know, because Back to the Future had a lot of like unique elements, like the yeah. time travel, a DeLorean as a time travel machine. Um, just the characters were unique in their own right. And then this one, yeah. Granted, I love the movie. It's just not as original. Like the elements, they don't stand out as much. I guess put up next to it. I think one of the things that's keeping me from giving this movie a twenty is just like I think about other twenty dollar movies I would give twenties to, like. Mm-hmm. A $20 movie to me is a movie that I watch and I'm just like, what the fuck did I just watch? Mm-hmm. That's that's how I feel about a $20 movie. Like when I the first time I saw Ocean's 11, I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Dark Say, Knight, Dark Knight, Dark Knight. Yeah. Back to the Future, like even even Inception. Un, even underrated movies yeah. like Inception's of course like properly rated, yeah. Yeah. but like there there are underrated movies that I walk out of the theater and I'm just like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like that was that was way better than I thought it would be, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I feel like I feel like Fast and the Furious is an iconic movie because it changed the industry. Like yeah. we just we talked about this earlier in our review, the amount of racing video games and you know how how like oh, yeah. uh, street racing culture just invaded every aspect of our lives when this movie came out. How yeah. many ripoff movies came out directly after this? Same thing that happened to with um, Born Identity, Batman Begins, um, The Matrix. Jurassic Park, you know, all, all these, all you know, it changes the industry, mm. but just outside of, outside of the movie industry, I, I can't give it a twenty because I don't, I don't feel that way about it. But I think this is very, very, this is like a very, very high fifteen for me. You could say it's like corny, you could say whatever you want, but I think this movie is like a cult classic, and I think this franchise is very, very niche in the fact that a lot of the people that hold it near and dear. They were around when this first movie came out. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so do you think that we're rating this? I'm talking about myself included. Are we rating this like based on the subsequent movies, like the movies following, or are we rating this as a movie just as itself? Personally, I'm rating it as a movie on its own. Okay. I'm rating it as a movie on its own. I think okay. this is. Yeah. I think this is top 
top three out of the whole franchise, I think, yeah. easily. Oh, for sure. I, I think I'm rating this on its own, but I do think I'm a little biased knowing how it's performed the last 20 years. Mm. It's created for, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sorry, there's no way to not look at yeah. that, you know, but, but I don't know. It, it's still a great movie. I, I, we, we, I, we could watch it right now and enjoy it, you know, yeah. like 20 years later, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. I watched it last night. I was like, <laughs> I have no real gripes. Like, yeah. even with some of the dialogue, as cheesy as it might be, and I was just like, but it's, it's good. It's a good cheese. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like provolone or something. Like, yeah, you're never <laughs> good melty Swiss. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's Why'd no, you tell me the cheese was so good? Yeah, bro. There's no, there's no holes in this yeah. script. Yeah, like it's, it's like, yeah, like you're saying, like it's, yeah, it's cheesy, it's melodramatic, but it's just like it's not eye rolling. It's like, yeah. it's like I fuck with this. You know, yeah. I'm fucking with this. I'm, yeah. I'm here for it. So. Mm-hmm. I I think I don't know. That's just my criteria for a twenty. Where I'm just like, yo, something about this movie is like insane to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I asked that because we all gave it fifteen. So I'm just like, we all like it, but I'm just like, what's like, bringing up? I think we bring it down. I think in the know? back of our minds, we all have an idea of what we would rate twenty moving yeah. forward, and yeah. we're comparing it to those movies. Gotcha. And I feel like we're also the target audience for the people who made this. And, you know, if I was to show my mom this, she's not going to, like, I'm not going to recommend it to her, you know, because yeah, she's yeah, not yeah. going to get the same experience out of me. But, but there Jurassic is, like, Park, exactly. she would love you. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch Inception, something like that. We can really both. But I think it's, like, kind of. Interstellar. Yeah. But I think it's kind of cool, too. Like, if, if you reference the article and it's, like, Ken Lee's talking about how kids take their mom's car, essentially, like, a Civic or an Integra or whatever, and they soup that up. It's like something where, like, you're not talking about a Lamborghini. You're not talking about a Ferrari. You're talking about, like, like a car you could buy, like, as tangible. kids. It's tangible. tangible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then you soup that up to then beat these supercars. It's like, it's kind of cool. Like, it brings it back to home. I guess that's, that's something else, too. Like, the Eclipse, like, it probably wasn't super expensive at first. Like, they probably had versions. The, the, the Civic, the Integra, like, you can buy something and then soup it up. I don't know. It, like, kind of brings it back to home a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, one thing that's always at home is family, and uh, I went online to figure out how many times family is said in each oh. Fast and Furious movie. Here we go, um, excluding Part Nine because I didn't get that. But I will say this: uh, when we went to go see F Nine, my sister and I we were like cheersing every time they said family, and in other languages when they said family. And I, I know I raised my glass at least six times. So it, you were walking out of the theater. Or? No, like when we're in the movies, just like they're like family, and we'd be like, "Cheers!" I know, but do you remember walking out? I mean, were you hammered after? That? <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I, I finished my drink in like the first half hour. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Perfect. So according to Insider.com, the Fast and the Furious, we hear family twice. Uh, in Too Fast, Too Furious, it's not said at all. Oh, yeah. That's really probably cut? why. That's probably that's why, why that movie's trash. That's why it has the lowest rating. Yeah, not enough family. My heart. Then uh, Tokyo Drift, they say it twice. Uh, Fast and Furious, they say it twice. Fast Five, they say it four times. Fast and Furious Six, they say it 11 times. Furious Seven, they say it nine times. And guess how many times they say it in Fate of the Furious? 15. 20. Eight. Yeah, I'm gonna say ten. All right, Dominic, you're the closest. They said it 14 times. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Familia. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. But let's see if uh, Tom Cruise was a part of our family. Uh, so if Tom Cruise was in this movie, who would he be? So 2001, Tom Cruise. That's any, Mission Impossible 2. That's tough. Jesse? That's long hair? Long hair Tom Cruise? Jesse? 
if Johnny Tran's gang was like an all white gang, <laughs> he would be Johnny yes, Tran. I, can I, see I think that. I think that's what it would have Johnny to be. Tran. Like if if we change the whole like Johnny Tran's like race of uh, his gang from Asian to white. It was SOA. And yeah, it was he, like, he would have Harley's. to be. He'd have to be the bad guy. He'd have to be an antagonist of some sort. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, I, I think like he has to have some sort of like powerful role. Also, shout out to Rick Yoon, dude. We talked about him in Olympus Has Fallen. I want to see more of him, dog. Like he's yeah. a good actor. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah. He's also in the James. Kind of sad he died. I was thinking like, oh, didn't he survive in this movie? And then, well, yeah. did he technically die? Well, he we feels his know. pulse, but feels his yeah. pulse. That's it. Yeah. His eyes were looking forward. They could bring him back in the last two. I guess they brought Han back, so yeah. they did. Yeah, Rick on a bunch of shit. <laughs> they brought Letty back, Han yeah. back. I mean, they brought half they the Avengers Jack, back. Jesse, then dude. they brought Sexy back. They yeah, talk, they talked about that. Jesse said that. Like they, they talked talk about him coming back, but no. it's not gonna happen. That sucks. No. But yeah. right. no, no other Tom Cruise choices. No, no. I don't know. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't imagine him being a Vin Diesel or a Paul Walker. Okay, well he could um, be, he could be like a car. I don't know. <laughs> cars are. He does cruise. Too. Cars. Oh, there cruise we go. Cruise control. And uh, with that, uh, we're out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Twenty Dollar Ticket. Follow us on Instagram at Twenty Dollar Ticket and leave your ticket price about the movies we've reviewed. If you have any comments or suggestions, send them to $20ticket at gmail.com. That's two zero, the numbers, $20ticket at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and thank you for listening. I don't know if you feel like I do. <laughs> you heard his songs, right? No. No. He does his music? No. He had no. two singles dropped last year. I'm okay. Oh, no, he did not. <laughs> Dead serious. Yeah. Was one of them group? No. It's not bad. The first one's not bad. Is it good? We listened to it. It's not good. <laughs> Dominic, <laughs> Dominic played it ten times in a row. No, on one, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah. One, two. Well, have you seen Fast 9 yet? No. He says in Fast 9, like, like the, the younger version. Like oh, yeah, when he's racing his, when he's racing his brother, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I invite you guys to go see Wrath of Man. It's cool. <laughs> First of all, I'm on production, Kerwin. I'm on production now, Kerwin. Sister, I don't want to hear about it. My sister, I'm on production now, Kerwin. My sister invited me to go see Fast 9. Yeah, and then yeah. he invited me day of. Yeah. That's where it stopped. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when we do Fast 9, he's going to talk about his experience. Like, It's like, well, I wanted to see it, but uh, Kerwin and Dominic went without me. Uh, you heard the term ghosting? I was ghosting. Yeah. Motherfuckers don't like me. Yeah. All right, cut real quick. I can't even pronounce this. The Dom. Dominagani. Dominagani. Okay. This is Six beers, pizza, and mouse. I gotta take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a recipe for disaster.